Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cheers. So, yeah, thank, yeah, you, thank you. But... I don't know why I did that like it was a shot. Do you see how I like this? This is reflexes. Y'all like slapped my drink, yep, my yep, glass yep. down. <laughs> We're drinking wine, but I slapped my glass down like I was about to take a shot at tequila. And I never want to or I never want to see tequila again for the rest of my life. We literally just said it was the devil's water. Oh, before I was a tequila drinker, but we'll talk about my trip in Mexico. Yo, and you were a Casamigos spot. Like I was you. a Casamigos warrior. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Casamigos, 1942, Azul. I double dabble in like the Anejo one. It's just liquid fire. I don't think I'll, even talking about it, I think you want to like throw up a little bit. That's <laughs> <laughs> trauma. Yeah, trauma for real. But. Like Zoe, mama, I go relentless. What up, Zoe? He loves, he, I don't know how long it took you to put that little, uh, what's it called? My little intro together. My it, didn't take, intro. it didn't take long. It was in my head for months and months. <laughs> You're I trying was, to figure out how to I do it. I was always like that part where he says, is there a Drake song where he says a girl's name named Zoe? Oh, we done. And you know, Zoe I, Kravitz. was pretend it's me though. Like um, he's talking about Zoe Kravitz. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Drake's plugged into the city. Like low key. He, listen, might, he yeah. might have actually been talking about you. <sighs> listen, Maybe. we're getting that cleared one day. It's going to be our official, uh, our official noise one day. Speak into existence. You guys are going to have Drake on your show one day. We, I, I absolutely believe that. Like, and that he's is gonna a message you, like, "Yo, I see what you guys are doing." I feel like he'll you be messaging so? her. It'll be it'll, yeah, the DM. Will gonna, be he's gonna he's gonna slide in your DM. He's, oh, gonna, he's gonna have a Zoe in, interlude or something. No, brother. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll see. Do you no, want let's the intro, interlude or outro? Yeah, I want to be outro. Out, I want a nice outro? finish. I don't know. I'd love a Zoe's interlude or oh, a relentless interlude. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That would be great. We need that for the culture. Drake, you need like the infrastructure for Toronto. You know, you need to do interviews with the, with the up and coming podcast. I, yeah, I can see a Drake song called The Relentless Diaries. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. Do you think it'll be like a freestyle, like no course type of thing? Or will it be no, like no, a it's, nice it's, R&B, it's Fire and Desire? It's going to be nice R&B, Marvin's Room, Fire and Desire. He's going to write it specifically after he, it's going to be after like he went after Rihanna. She rejected him. And then he went after a girl to try to like hide the hurt. And then when he realized the girl wasn't going to work, he became sad and he had to end things. And yep. that's when he's going to write it. Yep. Okay. 
Yeah. And there's just like, <laughs> the word relentless is Drake's bag, you know? Like, yes. you can already hear the, like, she relentless, but she too expensive, but I can't prevent that. Yeah, I can see it. I it's see it's it. coming. It's coming. It. I can see it. It's coming. So, you gotta, we're, we're manifesting this. Anyways. <laughs> what episode are we, 14? I forget every time. Something like that. I think we're 14. We're ahead of last season. Like we are ahead time. of last season. I don't know when to take a, even though we've been taking small breaks throughout the season, I don't know when to take, like, our, maybe Christmas. We'll take, like, an official. Yeah, because we're going to level up on the production yeah. when we go to season three. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yo, wait, congratulations to be, like, 14 deep in your second season. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Like, I, we were talking about this before the recording, but let me just go on record. Podcasting is hard as hell. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It is more than a two-person job, mm-hmm. and there are only two people that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> I, man was behind the camera, flipped over to the la- to the laptop, and I know you're going to be editing stuff in. Like, it's super hard, and the fact that you guys have been consistent, which is the hardest thing, and the quality has been going up. Like, shout outs to you. Thank, Thank you. you. I really appreciate that. I appreciate um, well. oh, it, also introduce yourself. Sorry, I think yeah. we're just going to hear a voice talking. Yeah, <laughs> who's this that. guest now? We can go ahead and. Uh, my yourself. name is Jermaine Jupiter. My real name is Jermaine Murray, but I like to go by Jermaine Jupiter. I am a recruiter and a career coach. If you are looking to get into tech, if you're looking to get into well any industry, uh, please uh, follow me or just hit me up. I love working with black people and advocating for black people in these spaces. I know that's right. Yeah. I know that's right. Honestly, yeah. it's funny because, um, well, also, first things first, we're in October, and October is Small Business Appreciation Month. Yeah. So we decided um, on this podcast for month after we're going to have people who own small businesses as all of our guests for the rest of the month. So mm-hmm. we have some good people coming in, um, some guests that I reach out to that are interested in coming to speak about their business and just, you know, talk some shit, talk about what they do, promote their brand. So, and even people who haven't made it on or can't make it on because we only have three episodes left for the month, um, I'll shout them out. So, like, if you do have a small business that you do want to promote, let Holla. me know. I won't charge you, maybe. We'll see. But, you know, if but you, if you are a small business, <laughs> you know, there is a lot of downloads. There's a lot of people watching this. There you know, is a lot of people watching. Your ad could be right here at the beginning of this show, you yeah. know, um, yeah. with promo code relentless, you know. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah see the vision. Yeah. You know, manifesting. Yeah. Like Honestly. Yeah. I think the trajectory or like the trajectory of our podcast has gone up because that TikTok went viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're just at almost 800,000 views. And it's funny because wow. I told my family that it went because my family like I have some family members who like listen in religiously and I have some who like know that I do it but like don't want to listen too much because they know I talk about inappropriate shit (laughs) so I was mentioning to my cousin like yo I'm like yeah we went viral we have like at the time like we had like 600,000 views he was like 600,000 and I was like yeah and he was like do you know how many people that is? And in my head, I'm just like, yeah. I was like, he's like, no. He's like, that's almost like all of Brampton watching your TikTok. And when I put it in perfection, I was like, fuck, eh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of fucking Fact. people, eh? Yeah. So, I know. I feel like I like really like downsized how big that is and for it to keep going. But he's like, that's a lot of fucking people. And then our downloads in the States went up. So people who are yeah. below the border, like, thank you for listening to this little podcast from Toronto. I think that's super cute. That's so many like Americans are like, this is so good. The <laughs> little shares now. too, right? Like yeah. people were like, just that knew the restaurant you were talking about in the video. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could tell people were probably said to get in their group chats and stuff. The shares was, was the shares high, were crazy. You know? So yeah. um, thank you to everyone that, that made that what it was. Like you said, raise the trajectory on our podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get into this. It in- takes one thing, right? Yes. It takes, one thing and i'll get into this in like more future episodes and stuff but man did i like you said i have family members i have friends and everything Mm -hmm. like this that know i do this and it's like okay you little podcast or whatever and it's like bruh 
the way they started to take this a little bit more serious right. and we're like, okay, you do a podcast, you know, after yeah. that, after I show them these numbers and everything. So, um, yeah, it was, it, it changed a lot of things too, but it was also, um, a lot of comments, a lot of a people, a lot of comments. People know? be hating on me yo, because I look rough one episode and niggas want to call me rough looking they're like she's not wearing any makeup her hair is not done i'm like bitch <laughs> first of all we went from 43 fucking followers to like four thousand in the span of like four days i didn't expect that many people to fucking see me yeah so now every episode you gotta I'm stay looking ready. good. my go. eyebrows are done shout out to chernell at bbay brows my eyebrows are done small business black business my hair is done out Shout out Latasha, Curls for Crown. She did my hair. I did my makeup in the bathroom. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> but what I also think was really great about that too is like, I, I think more than those type of comments, we saw people that were really showing up for you. Yeah. You know? People who were writing for me in the comments like, you're ugly. She's pretty. But, but thank you everyone who's writing for me. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. TikTok, TikTok is funny because it's like, you have like, write, like writers in the comments. Then you have like haters in the comments. But like the writers looking for the haters comments and responding to them for you. So I'm like, okay, girl, Oh, you got it. Thank so you're you. just watching the battleground. <laughs> and it translated across <laughs> other platforms too. Our downloads went up, YouTube subscribers went mm -hmm. up, and people are commenting. We're almost saying, at oh, a thousand. Oh, yes. we're at like 900, like 80 something. We're almost a small business. <laughs> I know. We're literally a small business, but like. I just also got to say too, this was a few weeks ago, and I was outside of a, a lounge or kind of club place. I'm not going to say the name of this place, but I was outside. Was it racist? Uh, I, I don't think so. But, <laughs> Let's hope uh, not. <laughs> it was on King Street, so I can't really uh, get it. It might be. You know? It might be. <laughs> so there's this place, you know, my friend is spinning at, you know, I tried getting into this place. Lineup's huge, you know. I ended up waiting, I remember, a little bit. Didn't end up getting in, you know. This is something that happens in, in You Toronto. didn't end up getting in. Yeah. It I was, hate that. It was a last minute thing thing you know so uh I, w I was pretty bummed out about that i don't want to and like i'm too fucking six four and light skin to be in line like people like and i say that because people <laughs> recognize me hold on you're two six one lights what i'm too like i'm recognizable if someone sees me in line like they'll be like oh I, like I, I feel like oh you know? i see what you mean so i, I thought don't you like, like you're too sexy like no, i'm six no, 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 one no. light skin i'm too no I'm no and i realized i realized how that sounded i don't mean it like that i meant like i'm a i'm a six one light skin nigga i don't deserve to stand in line <laughs> no i mean i'm not discreet <laughs> <laughs> I need to be clear on that too. I really did it be like that. I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> I don't know. No, nah, go ahead. I got you. I'm just fucking with you. But then, um, so yeah, I'm like, I can't wait in line. And then my homie was spinning another night, like a few weeks after we went viral. Okay. You know, and uh, I'm outside, you know, and I'm trying to get in the same way before. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, you should have came earlier, you know, and everything. And you know, I see, uh, I, 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 I see a woman, you know, over there. She, she, we make eye contact, and it's like. Okay, she was a former guest on our podcast. I'm oh. not even gonna put it out there because I feel like you can connect dun, dots that dun, way, you know. Dun, 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 so dun, then dun, I was like, dun. "Oh, what up, what up, B?" You know, and then um, she's like, "Let me talk to a few people and everything." She's a former guest. Former guest got me in, but then I get in, and then two mans maybe pull up to me. It's like, "Yo, you do podcasting?" Like and everything like that. You do that relentless show and everything. I had two people come up wow. to me like while I was in there being like, "Oh, you do this podcast?" So like, not even on a, not even on like a toot my our own horn type thing. Toot your own fucking horn. No, nah, it's just like tooting. no, no, no. If you're gonna own, if you're gonna own your fuck ups, you have to own your achievements. So like, you yeah, gotta own this right now. well, yeah, it felt nice um, to get that recognition and to like, I don't know, I felt like it's what got me into this place that I couldn't get in before. So mm -hmm. um, shout out to everyone that's made it something like that. Uh, shout out to you know. Who got me in? I'm not gonna. I don't want to put your business out there too much. Who listen? Say it. Who got you uh, in? Shout out Bianca, yo. Shout out Bianca. Bianca showed up for me. Oh, okay. she got me in. My friend Bianca couldn't get me in. Got you in. Yes. Okay, shout out to Bianca. Girl. You know? Yeah. 
absolutely. Now, you may not realize this, but that right there is something you could put on your resume. Ooh, this is a great transition. Like okay. This. Go All ahead right. now. Why is that something I could put on my resume? Well, okay, you got to think about it like this. Um, when it comes to anything regarding a job search, it's like a sales process, right? And anything that helps you communicate value, you can add on your resume. Okay. Now, you just told me that you authored a viral moment and that you were able to go into a new place and break into a whole new market. Reggie, that's something you can put on your resume. You got 600,000 views? <laughs> I haven't thought about it like that. So you can yeah. put it on your resume. You can put anything on your resume. As long as you go back to the theme of like, this is the value I'm trying to portray. Mm -hmm. this, is right. what, this is what I can deliver to you. And this is why it's worthwhile having me in the room and at your table. My brain is weird. I'm sorry. No, no that's, what, that's what you're here for. <laughs> yeah, this is what we wanted to pick apart. Yeah, exactly. Because you had a very large milestone recently. Yeah, you helped a hundred black people this year get jobs in tech, which I think is crazy. Amazing. I love it. Even outside of just tech, as a black person, it's hard to get a job. Period. Yeah. Right. So I think that's a crazy milestone that you achieved. So congratulations to you. Um, and you can definitely like feel free to elaborate more on that, like how the process was. Like anyone that we, I think Sherry's one of the people that you helped this year get a job in tech. She was. She's, she's actually living one her of my, best life. Yeah. She's like my favorite story. Like, oh, okay. I always, I've been following Sherry's tweets and everything too. Uh -huh. that, it's, that is a great story. Right. Yeah, she's, shout like, out to she's like yeah. living her best life. And like, you know, um, a reason why Sherry's like my favorite story is because she offered perspective I never knew right. about like the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, because she was working, I think, at CAMH. And she told me like, imagine, you know, all the people that um, aren't, you know, are mentally ill, you know, coming into your, your area of work at a late night on top of a pandemic, on top of the fact that they're now throwing conspiracy theories at you. And I'm just right. like, yo, I get stressed out when like, I get too many questions in like, in a short span. I can't imagine having all that thrown at me. Mm -hmm. So like, to me, registered nurses, our teachers, they're the unsung, frontline workers, retail workers, they are the unsung heroes of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And like the way they've been treated, it's just straight up disrespect. So I'm like, you paid your dues, like you, you gave back to society more than any of us ever could. If you're looking for a transition, like I can help you identify a path where you can like live your life and just enjoy, you know, what you have and like what you can offer into the world. Mm -hmm. And like seeing people like that thrive, like that's that's the whole point of the whole initiative. Right. Giving people in our community an opportunity to live their best life mm -hmm. and enjoy what they're putting most of their energy into, which mm -hmm. is work. That's crazy. Yeah, a hundred people. Hundred people. And when did you start? Like, when did like when was the first? Yeah, person? what's the point A to B on yeah. that? Yeah. So I actually started this like uh, three years ago. Okay. So this is my third year doing it. This is the first year I've been successful. Don't uh, say that. You just been successful sorry, me, in small. Yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> um, this is phrasing is poor, is important, especially for your resume. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is the third year that I've done it, and this is the year where I've hit my biggest milestone. Which okay. Hundred people. Um, the first year I did about 67 and then the year after I did 85 and I think I would have hit a hundred last year, but like the pandemic literally froze everything for like a good three months. Mm -hmm. And then, so I got to like my count at like December, like 19th, like the last person in and like HR closes up. Like for anyone that's wondering December, like fifth, everybody at HR is gone. Wow. In every company, most or just <laughs> they're the first. They're the first people to go. They're the ones that approve all the. It's coming. Time right, off. right, right. Oh, so, that's true. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. So they're like gone. Like yeah, you, you know, it's eight, like December is a very slow month. Um, so I didn't have anything, and I'm like, I, I made a tweet. I was like, you know what? By any means necessary, I'm gonna help a hundred people get into tech. Mm -hmm. Um, this journey started when I first became a recruiter, and this was back in like 
like a technical recruiter. This is like back in like 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. I got this Russian dude a job, right? This guy, mm-hmm. this, this Russian dude like changed my whole entire life. He gave me a book called Unfuck Yourself that helped me like detangle a bunch of like uh, messed up emotions I had about myself and mm-hmm. like how to like really prioritize my mind. It's called Unfuck Yourself? Unfuck Yourself by Gary okay. John Bishop. Okay. okay. I should look into that. Yeah, you got to look into it. Mm-hmm. Like, unofficial, like official, unofficial cosign. Okay. Um, but I remember we got him a, a senior job developer job, paid him 130000 and it gave him remote work. And this is like 2017, 2018, so remote work's remote not work even, wasn't even like, it's not a it was like a phenomenon thing. back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember him like, yo, when man came into the office to sign his offer, he skipped into the office. Like his, literally skipped. His head almost touched the ceiling. <laughs> I, like, I like swear to God. And um, he came in and like, I'm, he's like, he's like, yo, he's, he's super, super hype. And I'm like, okay, yo, what is the first thing you're going to do? And he's like, I'm the most excited thing I'm able to do is I'm going to walk my son to daycare. He's starting daycare and I'm going to walk wow. him. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, uh, I came to this country. I had no opportunities. I had to take whatever opportunities threw my way. So I took a lot of contracts that kept me away from home. Right. I lived away from my, my family for like years. And I missed my son's first steps, my son's first words. And he's like, yo, you just gave me an opportunity where I can like be there for every major milestone now. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, shit, that's powerful. Yeah. And I just start thinking about my relationship with my dad. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's complex there. And I know that for a lot of people, a lot of my peers, we all have like complex relations with our dad. Mm-hmm. And I started asking, I asked myself like, yo, what happens if like money and like flexibility and where you can work are no longer an obstacle, mm-hmm. right? Automatically, like how does that like improve these relationships at just a baseline, right? right. Um, and, then I, and then I had this thought in my head where I was like, damn, I love this story, but I wish this guy was black. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a great pipe. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, like it's, nah, it's that's real though. That's some real shit. That's a feeling I feel like we all have. Yeah, like, it does have it. Yeah, see like, for you know, sure. I'm, just like, I'm like, yo, like, fuck. I wish this. Like, I, I'm happy for him and everything. Right. The, this moment could only be sweeter if he was black, because right. it's like, and I didn't even know like how bad the stats were at the time. I was thinking to myself. Yeah, because we probably represent like 10% of the industry. And I'm mm. like, Jay's always got that line, dominoes, dominoes, higher I go, the fewer I go, whatever. Right. And I'm like, all right, so like, let's like really dive into this. And the truth was uglier than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, black people only represent like 2.8% of the industry. Of tech. Of tech. Wow. Um, this is going off of a Brookfield report, a Brookfield <laughs> Institute report in collaboration with Ryerson University that was published in 2016. So at the time that I got it, it was a bit dated. Okay. Um, but at the but the report was saying black people represented 2.8% of the industry. Um, and the average salary for a white tech worker was 71000 The average salary for a non-white tech worker was 70000 right? Mm. When you break down the ethnicities, though, uh, Black people, the average salary for us was sixty four thousand. Okay. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe it's because we only represent two point eight percent of the industry. That's why we're at a lower number, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I went down to the cities, Japanese people, zero point eight percent average, eighty five thousand. And I was like, huh. that makes sense. Huh. If there's less of us, then the average should be higher, right? Right. But it's not. There not are less of races. us, and it's and it's lower, right? And then I dove into this report, and it was like people automatically associate black people with lower paid jobs mm-hmm. because of how they're conditioned by systemic racism. It's easier for someone to believe a man in a suit from Nigeria 
is a janitor versus a man in a tracksuit from Russia or the Ukraine being a doctor. Right. right. It's easier for them because they always, they always see black people as poor and they're conditioned. When you think about like, whenever someone like, uh, one of my one of my exes, she she was Nigerian from like actual Nigeria, and I hope so. <laughs> she's Nigerian from like she was born in Nigeria. She's Nigerian from like actual Nigeria. <laughs> the wine's getting to me, but she was she was like born and born raised Nigeria. in Nigeria, okay. right? And like she told me that she asked me one day, she's like, "What do you?" When I say Africa, what do you what do you think of? And I'm like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I think of niggas in huts. And then she was like, see, and that's your effing problem. What mm. if I told you Lagos is more beautiful than Toronto? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And she's like, Lagos is more beautiful than Toronto, and Africa is a continent, not a country. <laughs> and there you like, go. Yo, I got educated, and I, and I, and I started like, looking up at like, the different metropolises, and I'm like, yo, like, the story that we're told about Africa is completely it's terrible. false. It's, 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 it's awful. Like, mm-hmm. yes, that stuff exists, but like, Africa is like, almost like a metropolis in a lot of places. 100%. Like, you know what I'm saying? So the narrative has, has been perpetuated by systemic racism worldwide. So automatically people associate us with stereotypes. Right. And like, that was a big blocker. So like to tie this all back, I'm like, I'm horrified. And I'm like, holy crap, this is disgusting. Right. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm in this unique position as a recruiter where, you know, companies, I was working at an agency at a time and companies would come to us and be like, yo, help us find people. And I'm like, I'm going to help you find people. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, and they're going to be niggas. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, the first thing that I did was like, I, I was like, all right, I'm going I'm to hit up as many networking events as I can. Mm-hmm. I used to go to four a month before the pandemic hit. I would go to like okay. two from TechTO, HackerU would have something, Red Academy would have something. Were those productive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah. that worked. So I would go and I would be like, I would look for, I would deliberately look for black people first. Yep. I would get their numbers and I'd add them to a WhatsApp group called the Black IT WhatsApp group. And I'm like, if you're in this group, you're about sharing knowledge, you're about like passing job opportunities and we're trying to get a referral base going, right? So I'm going to these networking events every month and then it eventually turned into me being like, all right, you shy, you're an introvert, I'm an extrovert. Here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna look for other black people. I'm gonna tell a stupid ass knock-knock joke. (laughs) No one's gonna take me seriously. And then we can talk. Yeah. And then I went and I did that. And people were able to like, not, like naturally like talk because there's no seriousness in the room. Like, yeah, it's a bad joke. It's a bad pun. Like, I'm the pun daddy. Like, I'll, I'll like. <laughs> not a pun daddy. Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we got our title. <laughs> I'm a pun, pun daddy. daddy. <laughs> like, I, I, like I, was, um, I was talking to like a bunch of data engineers the other day. And I was like, yo, what does a, what does a young computer say to its father? And they're like, what? And I'm like, data. <laughs> <laughs> Say one thing that you did this summer. <laughs> Say a joke. I'm just you a joke about- to break the tension. <laughs> if, if podcast, if you can see my face. <laughs> I'm just, yo. So if a man comes up to you and he says like, yo, what do you call a, a werewolf that is self-reflective? A werewolf. Sorry, if you call a wolf that's self-reflective. A oh, werewolf. Yeah. See, I, I, broke the, I broke the joke. <laughs> And sometimes that would happen, right? But like now you're loose. Now you're like, this, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Right. And then like mm-hmm. the introverts up beside me is like, yo, this is a weird dude. But like, right. I like I'm it. also weird. Right, right. Like, what do you, you, what do, you do? And yeah. then like the conversation gets easier, right? Uh, so it's like sometimes it's just like people take things too seriously and mm-hmm. that prevents them from networking. And I like to bring joy. I like to like connect with people. And I found that very productive before I knew it. The group grew to like 
350 people. Oh, wow. And like the group chat and group chat and the WhatsApp group. And I'm, I'm still part of it, but I merged with another WhatsApp group. So it's like 500 people now. And it's oh, like, geez. yeah. And it's, it's tiny compared to like some of the other ones that are out there. Okay. Um, but that's how I got to 67. Uh, a client would send me a job. I posted in the group. People would hit me up and I would just present the people. Okay. And I was doing this for like, for like good, like four or five months and just getting bare people, just bare jobs and right. referrals and connections. And if I interviewed a black person, they didn't get the job. I would tell them like, yo, if you have an interview coming up, let me interview prep you. I'll right. make sure that you're nice going in. Okay. And they'd be like, why are you doing this? I was like, we need more of us in here. Right. Mm. And you open the door and we're good. We flood it. Um, and so the group just got, just grew and like people just started to know me. And it was, um, it was a beautiful, beautiful time to be honest with you. Um, and then I got in trouble for it at work. Okay. So I remember my manager pulled wow. me into, uh, into the lunchroom and they were like, Yo, um, this is your current job or this is a job? No, you have? This, is, oh, okay. this is a job way, 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 way back. Okay. Um, I was working agency at the time. Okay. And the manager pulled me in and they're like, yo, um, you can't be the only black recruiter and all you submit are black people. Why? That's exactly my, 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 my exact question. Cause when white people do it, they submit white people. And I, I said like, yo, like the, the previous three months that I was here, before like the new year, mm-hmm. I, I submitted just rounds of like white people, Asian people, Indian people, and like nobody said anything to me. Mm-hmm. I'm submitting black people now, and I'm like, did you know black are only two point eight percent of the industry? Right. And like everyone's starting to get like ruffled. They're saying like, how oh, Jermaine's just sending over black people? You should be like, good, Jermaine is sending black people. Yeah. And I said, um, especially if they're qualified. Especially if they're qualified, what's the problem? What's exactly. The beef? So I remember I like said, yo, you can't overrepresent for an underrepresented group. And I remember I stormed out. I know that's right. Wow. And um, I was like, yo, it's time for me to like look for a new job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, uh, I tried different places. Um, and I eventually went to another organization that was worse. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, they wanted me to just talk white to clients. Uh, they wanted Jesus. me to code switch. They wanted me to pattern my speech patterns after the white girl that was sitting across from me. And um, they tell you that explicitly, like you need to sound like her or something. Yeah, actually. Holy okay. Smokes, they uh, like my. You should have sued them, like the nigga from Ooh, Tesla. Man, I don't even know. I don't Ooh, even, that's <laughs> a come up, eh? I don't even come up. Um, I don't even know what to say. Like this is this is kind of messed up. Um, it was the Raptors won the championship. Also, this is not that long ago. I was gonna say this yeah, is yeah, like yeah, yeah. Raptors Raptors won the championship, and like literally, uh, literally the day that Kawhi like they 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 won the championship. Um, my grandmother passed. Oh, like my great grandmother. She was like, uh, like ninety two, mm-hmm. and she was the one that like got most of the family here from Jamaica to Canada. Right. Right. She got in, and she just applied for everybody, and mm-hmm. like you know, we all got in. So I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. So it was like a big moment for our family. And they uh, they asked me to write the eulogy. I remember the uh, the funeral was on Friday. My first day at this new company was on the Monday, and. Uh, the day I like, I was on like the go train. I shouldn't have gone to work that week, but I was like, it was my first, it was my first day, my first week. Um, so Thursday, which was my last day before the funeral, I'm on like going over like the eulogy. I got my dad yelling at me. I got my uncle yelling at me because they're like, you know, let me see the eulogy. I don't agree with it. You got to have this dad and you got to mention this person. I'm like, mm. I didn't know eulogies be so effing stressful. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. I didn't know so many people had so many opinions on like, last oh, eulogy, words and right. I'm just like I don't even want to do this but like they asked me to and I remember I'm sitting there and the manager's like yo let me let me like two white guys um like let me let me talk to you in this other room and they they, they talk and like manager's turning red and he's like I don't like the way you talk and I'm like 
huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't like the way that t- you talk. I don't like the way you say words. I don't like your voice. I don't like the sound of your voice. I don't like the way your voice comes out. It's too deep for me. Just call me the N word. <laughs> just do it. That just call me you. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> I remember saying, I was like, you hired me. Right. You're, we did a role play in the interview. Right. You heard what I sound like. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we want you to sound more like, I'm going to change the white girl's name to, to Jet Like Jessica. Right. Right. See how she talks, see how she's a little bit lighter and a little bit more friendlier. We want you to be like that. And like, it was the worst working experience. And I was just like. And how long were you there for? Three months. Oh, so not even that long. Not even that long. Yeah. No, as soon as Holy as soon as they had that conversation with me, I started applying, and then like right. before I knew it, I got a job in Montreal and I moved to Montreal. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So when did you come back to Toronto? March of this year. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so only like a few months ago. Yeah, I just just got back. Damn. Okay. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. I don't well, know that's a good we got story here. though. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't know. It sounds like an experience though that a lot of like black people have, you know, in that yeah. corporate environment. It is. It um, is. I also just think like the disparity you're kind of talking about between like the percentage and then the average the salary kind of just reminds me about how like whenever black people have nice stuff, it devalues it. Yeah. Including jobs. Yeah. Good right. jobs. If like once more black people start having it, they the salary gets lower on it just for us. Um, you know, so like that I, I thought was just that, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but you're also, you also spoke about um, interview skills, you know, and like when you're talking to people, it's like next time you have an interview, you know, um, I just like want you to come maybe like dive into more of that, you know, why things like that are so important. Cause I feel like that can be overlooked a lot. Interview skills, yeah. um, resumes and everything like that. And why it can be something useful to invest money in, you know, remember what I said, this is a sales process at the end of the day, you have to think about it from the interviewers perspective, right? Mm -hmm. They don't know you. Chances are, they don't even know the company that you're working for. They don't know what you can do. And all of a sudden you're asking them to invest like thousands of dollars into them. Right. Mm -hmm. So they approach every single person that they interview with a, like a healthy dose of skepticism. Okay. So it's important that, you know, a, confidence is key because if you're not confident in what you say, no one's going to believe you. Mm-hmm. B, you should know what to say so that you don't like tax people or you don't um, distract them from like the point that you're trying to make. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, they, they know this internally because they're having like a normal conversation. They can function. But between society kind of telling us that we cannot be too uh, happy with our achievements or we're arrogant and like people getting forced, like humility shoved down their throats. Mm-hmm they have a hard time articulating like why someone should actually like hire them. Right. And then you throw in the nerves as being like examined and all that jazz. And like, it throws people off their game plan. You're, you're never your best. Right. So interview skills help you in a way, categorize your thoughts and your feelings and wraps it all together so that you're always presenting your best so that you give an argument where someone's like, okay, I can see how, and this is key so that an interview where it basically says, I can see how hiring you will make my life easier. Right. I can see the value that you're bringing in. So if you don't structure your, your, your thoughts, you don't structure your, your material properly, you can do a really poor job of selling yourself and like filter yourself out of a job. Right. Yeah. And honestly, when I was like, I used to work for a company, two companies that I like ended up hating. And one thing about me, usually when, I, actually not usually, every time I've left a job was because I hated my manager. Right. I've always ended up with a manager who I never got along with or was just a bitch or 
a bitch. So <laughs> that's why I've always left jobs. And I remember just applying Dude. for jobs, just applying for anything. Mm-hmm. And even jobs that I did want and interviewed for and maybe didn't get or jobs I even didn't want. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to interview. My, like interview for it and use it as practice. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't want the job, take the interview and use it as practice because the job that you do want that will come around, you'll have that experience saying, okay, what did I do wrong? You know, ask for feedback, whatever, whatever. So I started doing that and I end up getting a job I have now through a really good interview that I had. Congrats. So thank you. So I think some people, you know, I have a lot of friends too, like who are like, okay, they'll apply for three jobs and not get it and they stop. And I'm like, you need to apply for jobs like you're, like you're driving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just keep yeah. going. You have to keep applying. Like I used to apply for like 20 jobs a day when I wanted out of my yeah. last. I was like, bro, I need to get the fuck out of here. So I'm applying for literally anything that comes up on my LinkedIn. So I know it can be discouraged, especially when you get to that. Like that's maybe not like, a nice space when you're applying 20 times a day. It's like, not. That's so not like, a good. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. And I caught some heat from, from, my partner for this, right. I, I tweeted like, you should be aiming to apply for 30 jobs a day. A day. Yeah. yeah. And right. The reason why I say that is because it forces you to stretch outside of your comfort zone. Right. The only reason how I got to Montreal is because I said, fuck it, I'm going to apply to 30 jobs a day. In and Montreal? No. Oh, just. I was like, when I, fir- when I first was like, yo, I'm out of this place. Right. I looked for jobs exclusively in Toronto because okay. I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like. I need to hit my numbers. So, all right, let me apply for like 30 jobs a day and see what happens. You run out of jobs when you hit 30 jobs a day. 100%. And I'm like, I either have to like scale back and like, I'm crying on the train on the way to this place. Right. I ain't scaling back. (laughs) 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 Or, or I like, you know, move out of like, stop being comfortable and like move out of my comfort zone. And like, I'm not a very religious person. Mm Mm-hmm. My mom has this habit of dragging me to church every single New Year's. Okay. Mega church at like Derry and um, an airport road. Yes. Yes. Uh, with, with all yeah. like the black people mm-hmm. and all the Africans. Yeah. 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 And I remember like one time she dragged me to this church and like, I don't know what happened. Like usually I'm like not paying attention. And the pastor said something like the devil is comfortable, is being comfortable, right? People will be comfortable in toxic situations because they know those are, those are actual like familiar situations. Mm-hmm. And people are afraid of the unknown because they don't know what's there. But right. like, if you look at every instance of Christ, every instance of something good happening, it always comes in as a disruption. Mm-hmm. So, what are you really? What are you really like saying? Are you going to be comfortable living with the devil, or are you going to go into the unknown and follow like your your belief and your purpose in God? Mm-hmm. And I was like, shoot, right? That's that's super right. Um, so, I know I had that in my head, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to start applying for places regardless of locations and see what happens mm-hmm. um and by doing that that's how i got to montreal and that's how i knew i could get a job in london england that's how i knew I could get a job in new york california wow in vancouver i turned down all these other places just by applying just by applying damn because these companies would be like yeah we, we can work with you like they're especially in the pandemic like you know companies are coming from the united states and they're like we want to hire canadians because you know the language, you have similar qualities in terms of like standards of like um, excellence in terms of like professional or even mm-hmm. for code and you're cheaper, but you're not angry that you're, you're not angry about you being cheaper because you know that you're cheaper. Right. But that when that conversion rate hits. Yeah. And you get paid. You're laughing. <laughs> I could pay you 120 USD and you walk away with 145, 150 Canadian. Yeah. We are both laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So. <laughs> Damn. Literally, we are both laughing. Yeah, we're both laughing. Giddy. 
No, literally though. Yeah. Yeah. And like these companies can even like if you if you build up a good enough rapport with them, they'll be like, yo, do you, you want to move to the States? We'll sponsor your green card. Right. And That's my ultimate, I think, goal. Because mm-hmm. I want to like where I am now, which I don't really talk about, I'll tell you offline or off air, but yeah. where I am now, it's really good experience. Looks great on my resume. So I want to stay here for about a year or two. And then, cause you know who Darren is? Darren on. Yeah. 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 So Darren's kind of like guy. my, yeah. Pittsburgh. Yes. Pittsburgh. Yeah. He's like my, my like career. <laughs> no, I would say career coach. Yeah. But he's like my career, like mentor. Like he'll send me like all the kids. He's like, I, I'm, I told him like, I want to end up working in the States. I don't know why. This is, I want to try somewhere new. I don't want to live in Vancouver. I don't want to live in Montreal. I don't mind Maryland. I can maybe do New York. Eh, I'll see. I also don't mind the West coast. Mm-hmm. So I also don't mind South either like Texas, maybe Houston. So, you know, he'll be like, once he heard that, he was just like every day sending me jobs, 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 jobs. And I'm like, I'm not going to get this job. He was like, well, how do you know if you don't, you're not applying? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, they're going to know I'm Canadian and not interview me. He's like, okay, and then what? You apply for another one, right? So. I'm not sure if you're aware, but it can take as little as two weeks for a, a company in the USMC, so United States, Mexico, and Canada, mm-hmm. to get a green card or like to get a visa. Two weeks? If, they, if they're like, yeah, we're going to sponsor you, it takes as little as two weeks. They're motivated. Yeah. I used to go, I, the, I moved to Montreal to work at an incubator that recruited from all over the world. Mm-hmm. So, like, we were heavily involved in, like, visa process. It would take us three months to get somebody from Iran, right? Wow. But if we recruit somebody from the States, like, yo, can you, can you be here in, like, four weeks? Yeah, nah, I can drive up right now. It's like, yeah. right, we got you. <laughs> Tell <laughs> wow. them at the border. Right, right. <laughs> so, it's like, like, especially because the U.S. and Canada probably have, like, the best relationship in the world in regards to like two countries that live in side by side. Mm-hmm. So like we, we take full advantage of that. The right. only, I think the only place prior to prior to Brexit that had like more freedom was like Europe and uh, the United, the United kingdom. Yeah. But like, yeah, like if, if a company's like, he's right. If a company's like, yo, we want to hire you, it'll take them two weeks to get you cleared and get you over there. Right. And so, I think people are really scared when it comes to like applying for a job. Cause they think mm. like, you know, you're going to get denied. It's so hard to get a green card. Like no one's going to hire you. Cause it's so expensive to bring someone over from Canada. I think that it, I want people who are discouraged too. Like I was like, there's some people in the States. They're not going to, why are they going to want to hire me from Toronto and then spend money to bring me over there? You know what I mean? We're too it's, it's, skilled, the industry, like, right. also. <laughs> it's the industry you got to think about too. Like right. if your industry is like, doesn't have like a lot of money in it. Right. Then that, that could, that could make sense. It could be your company, your industry has a lot of money. It's super niche or, you know, somebody mm-hmm. you have to pick two of those. Right. Um, so tech, for instance, and finance are two industries that are heavily specialized, you know, that have more money than they know what to do with like uh, a, a lawyer free lawyer fee and like a green card, like a, a what, ten twenty thousand $20,000 spend. That's nothing to some of these companies. Right. Right. They make that in a transaction. Right. So it may be life changing for you. But they're like, shit, we, we might have gotten somebody under market that we can grow because if you're, like, statistically speaking, if you come over, you're going to be more likely to stay with them because they're familiar, right? Mm-hmm. So it works out in both ways. But, like, yeah, take that chance. Be uncomfortable. And, like, what's the worst that could happen? You come back home? That's what Darren said. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want I just want to give a shout out to Darren. Right. Uh, we When he got the job, he called me and we laughed. We, mm-hmm. just, we, just, we just laughed. Like, yeah. He's such a great guy, and I'm so happy that he got that win. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, shout out to him, like, from the G98 seven days. Like, that's right. my guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Darren, Darren's a good one. So I don't want people to bombard his DMs, but, I mean, if you know Darren, and he's a good, like, I would say he's a good, like, yeah, he's a good mentor. He's a good positive thinker. He's good to, like, pick you up when you're kind of feeling like shit. You know, I go to my bro, I'm like, yeah. I don't know, I'm not getting any callbacks. He's like, okay, and what? 
here's another job here apply for that one so he's good in that sense and i think he's helped me when i'm like ready ready to like see if i'm like really want to make that move because i feel like hit me up when you're ready ready. i promise you. i bet it'll happen sooner than you think and i feel like i also feel like well i'm in communications and marketing right so i also feel like it's super saturated are you in like a just like are you at a tech company no oh but I mean, what talk, I could. Talk, and that's what I'm saying. Is, talk to me. One thing about <laughs> me is I'm net. And I told my mom that. Cause my mom, like, when I told her I got hired at this, comp- or this, yeah, this company, she was like, oh my God, like, this is so good. Like, so many people want to work for there. And ever since I got hired there and I changed it on my LinkedIn, I get DMs. Yeah. People are like, how'd you get hired here? Like, I just saw a new job. Like, can you help me? Like, what's the work life balance? And I'm just like, respectfully, I don't know you people, but I want to help you. But it's like, oh my God. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God, what was I saying? So, yeah, like, like I said, my mom found out and she was like, oh my God, like, this is really good. Like, are you going to grow there? I'm like, I don't, I'm a person, I don't see myself being anywhere for like 20 years. Good. And that's like the baby boomer mentality, right? Like my mom, before she had me, she was at her company. Yeah, even like when she had me, she was at the same company for like 20 years. Same with a lot of my friends, mom, same thing. They've been the same company for like 20 years. I do not, that's not happening for me at all. And I don't see it happening ever. I told mom, like, this is a great thing for my resume and I'll stay here for maybe the next year or two and like, you know, build my expertise and, you know, blah, 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 you know, get a raise, a promotion. But I don't see myself staying anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like that's just, I can't do it. So I don't, maybe I'll end up in tech one day. I mean, it's a thing. I don't, I'm never against it, especially if there's more money. I'm going to be honest (laughs) with you. You might actually already work in tech and not realize it. That's true. Too. I wanted to talk about this because, like, it, I feel like it's a gray area too of what, what makes something a tech job or it's in That's the tech true. industry. Yeah, because right? when I think tech, com- I just think like I don't know, like software, Microsoft, IT. Because I be thinking about what I do. You know, I do a lot of media, like talented, creativity kind of oriented things. I don't know if that qualifies as tech, but some of it has to. Right? Yeah, anything, anything really, really and truly, anything yeah. digital, anything that has. If your company has like an app, you're you're, you're working at a tech company. Okay. Um, if your company has a robust like like a website where customers have to like log in, you're working for a tech company. Okay. Um, a tech company is really just a company that has a technology offering that hires people that work in tech. Right. Okay. Um, so I like to look at it as like, you know, because tech is so pervasive, it's really everywhere. And like, it's true. Like there is a niche for every single interest that you yeah. have in tech. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, um, who was that? I was talking to, you said your media, right? Yeah. And you said your communications, mm-hmm. right? Um, there are, Companies that would love to have people that would help build up their brand ideology, right? Mm-hmm. Because if there's one thing about tech companies, they have completely, they have very complicated offerings that they need to like simplify in terms of their messaging to get out there to the wider world. Got it. People that have experience doing that through like soft forms, mean, uh, means of communication, like podcasts yep, or videos, yeah. mm-hmm. they're gold mines, right? Okay. Especially if you like really like start niching yourself, right? Yeah. You're a woman, yeah. for example. He tells me this all the time. This is why we're hot. <laughs> yeah, literally. Okay. One of the reasons. Like, you know you're a black woman. I'm like, yeah, I kind of know. So let, let, me, let, me, let me say this. Um, women empowerment is, is a beautiful thing. And there are actually companies that build their whole entire philosophy and, and their, their nature and product around women empowerment, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that's like, you know, um, appealing to like having like a, a, a reporting system that allows women the nominee to like report people that are doing wrong by them. Right. Or like the sex tech movement is led by a lot of women and sex tech could include like, um, uh, period tracker apps, um, okay. for instance. Right. So it's like there are, and like the VR movement, for instance. So mm-hmm. like someone that's marketing communications, like a lot of these companies are like, yo, can you like dumb down our offering and tell people why they would want to like use us? Right. So like whatever your interests are, if it's music, there's music tech, if it's advertisers, ad tech, 
if you want to go into marijuana, there's cannabis tax. Oh yeah, right. Like it's <laughs> no, I look. I know a lot of people that are into this now. Like my childhood best you friend. So like, excited, like, like yeah, I'm, marijuana. I'm, I'm, no, that's <laughs> like the. I, I'm surprised. Like I'm like yeah. learning this. Yeah. Like kind of in the last few months. Like wow, there's in that industry. But I'm about to go talk to a high school, and like one of the examples I want to use. That's is a like, flex. Hold on, I'm about to go talk to a high school. That's yeah, that's like, that's like, a, that is a flex. I don't I don't know, know, it's a flex. I think so. That's I used to go there, so I don't know if that. That's even. That's even better. You know what I mean? I look well in high school. Used to love going to assemblies where someone would come and talk to us. So being that person now, I think that's great. I feel yeah. so. I'm I don't gonna, want to gloss over that. I'm that's amazing. I feel so old going in there. Right. Like, I'm gonna be like, yo, I remember when this lunchroom was wild. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's great. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm gonna go and like one of the things I want to say is like you know um, I'm hoping that I'm able to like have the class identify an extrovert, right? Okay. Because I'm gonna ask is like, are you an extrovert? What are you into? And I'm hoping they say anime, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find myself. Okay. And <laughs> Basically, I'm gonna be like, if you if you you want to know if you can work in tech and you don't want to do anything with like math or software, there's a place for you, right? Right. You're into anime and you're an extrovert. Extroverts thrive in sales and marketing and communication yeah. roles, and anime is a big thing in tech. Have you ever heard of an app called Crunchyroll? I haven't. No, I haven't. You haven't? I'm not a. I'm not a. You guys, anime. Are, you guys are. Oh my god! Is that an anime it's app? Like, it's an anime app. I'm not it's, an anime person. Though. I know, like that's a big, like it's a, a big thing. It's you know what my my blurred side is showing. So like, <laughs> is that the stock X of like the, the anime? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. It's like it's like the Netflix of anime. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like an, it's like it, Matt. You can probably imagine how like like imagine Netflix, but it's just all anime. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow. like a, it's a huge billion dollar market, right? Oh wow! So like, if you're interested in that, uh, that's a tech company that you can go look at and see what jobs are offering and give yourself an idea of what you would like to do in tech. Mm-hmm. So like, whatever you're interested in, if you are trying to like work in tech, just go to just find out which companies are in that niche because they exist. No matter how weird your niche is, I'm being serious when I say no matter how weird your niche is, there right. is a tech niche for it. Okay. And like, just look at the jobs they're offering and see what interests you, and then work backwards from that. Okay. See what kind of skills that you need to like uh, acquire in order to cover those gaps, and then just go and build them. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And even like to go back on what you said, like I feel like as black people, we try not to have like the stereotypes against ourselves. But remember how you said like with Africa, like your ex asked you, like what do you think when you think of Africa? Mm-hmm. And I was the same way, kind of as a kid. I remember when I maybe I was like eight or nine, and I was watching like probably like Maury Provich with my grandma or something stupid like that. And a commercial came on. It was like, visit Africa. And it's all like these buildings and like mm-hmm. beaches. And I was like, that's Africa? Yeah. Like Africa has, and it was, it was so fucked up. Now that, oh, think about it. Like I had no idea as a kid, like Africa was like, had high infrastructure. You know, they had like beaches and they had like wealth. Cause like Africa portrayed to us as. They want us to think it's huts and. It's and they think of it as all poverty. We think of the continent as being all impoverished which is not the case like you said like lagos has probably never been but i've seen pictures of a lot of friends who are nigerian and they say like they go to nigeria every december and like yo like lagos is like the place to be like it's prettier than toronto it's an amazing city even i went to mexico i was in cancun and like i didn't expect mexico to be like also well also, my geography is terrible because I didn't realize how fucking big Mexico was. Yeah. <laughs> so, to, be, to be fair, that's by design. Like, yeah. I had no idea that Mexico was so fucking big by, like, landmass, right? Yeah. So, obviously, like, I knew I was going on vacation. I didn't know, like, obviously, Mexico's not an island. But even, like, talking to the locals, like, our drivers, for example, he was, like, you know, he was from Mexico City. And he was, like, yeah, Mexico City is about a day away from here. And yeah. I was, like, a day what? And he was like, a day drive. And I was like, Mexico City is 24 hours away from Cancun. Like that's that, wild. Yeah, that huh? is big. Yeah. And then he was saying from, I forgot where it was, either from Cancun 
to Tijuana or Mexico City to Tijuana, it was like a four day drive. Did you hit that? <laughs> I reached. I'm so sorry. I reached for the wine. No, that that went perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like a four day drive, and I was like, "That's crazy." So, me to go to Mexico, I didn't expect Mexico to be as elevated as it was, especially in Cancun. I know Cancun is like a tourist area, um, but I've been to Dominican Republic and it was very like, there's a lot of agriculture in Dominican. There wasn't a lot of like buildings in Punta Cana. It was very like a lot of like fields, like wild animals, a lot of cows that are Punta Cana. So when I went to Mexico and we went off the resort to the strip, it looked like fucking Vegas. Like I was shocked. Like I was like, oh shit. Like there were like all these bright lights and there was like a huge Louis Vuitton store and a Zara and an H&M and a Cartier store. And I was like, like why? Like why do I feel like it just felt weird? Like I don't know what I picture, but I didn't picture like you pictured yellow filter. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I just, yeah. Like I just you, pictured you pictured yellow. Like they, and it was they so do it weird. All the time. Yeah, and I was just like, wow. I'm like I'm walking down this strip, and like, there's like people taking pictures. Narcos. People, on, yeah. people like yeah. I watched too much Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Because, no deadass. Because I'm picturing like you know like they're gonna be like. Kind of like we're like in the desert. You know, like in Breaking Bad, they're like in the desert. And they always meet up in the desert. Yeah. But that's what I'm picturing. I watch so much fucking Snowfall. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm watching. I'm so like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I watch it. And I got there. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, this is not no. Snowfall. This is not Breaking Bad. Like, we're in like fucking Vegas. And also, I also kind of felt ignorant in myself. But I was like, wow. Like, see how like your condition, if you live in like North, well, technically Mexico is North America. But like, you live in like the States and Canada. You expect to go somewhere foreign. And like, you know, they're going to be a little bit less than you. Or you're going to, you're not going to see as much. And I'm driving down like really nice roads, palm trees, yeah. crazy buildings, crazy shopping centers. And I'm like, fuck, I feel like a dumbass. Like, I feel like so I, I, stupid. We'll circle back to this later on because I want to talk about your Mexico trip and everything. Yeah. But there's a TV show on right now that's really making me feel this way. It's Squid just, game. That is just like, Squid oh game. man, there's so many different, like, <laughs> like the cinematography, storytelling, yeah. Yeah. and writing and everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's so many different ways to do it. And I've been so uh, tunnel vision on, like, the American way of, like, how we're going to talk about that more. But, yeah. Just being there, like, makes you realize, oh, the way that this was portrayed to us, you know, was not correct. It's terrible. I had a great time, though. But like I said, it, it was it was definitely, it was shocking myself to see that. I'm like, I don't know what I expected, but it was not, like, Yellow this. filter. Yeah, I had, like, Breaking Bad filter. <laughs> yeah. Snowfall filter. It was yeah. yeah, people hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you walk like, yo, why is, why is the sky so clear? Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible, but regardless, I had a great time. Yeah, um, and I actually, did, to be honest with you, um, Squid Game kind of opened my eyes to that too. I didn't realize like, I didn't realize that Korea was a like such a beautiful country in itself. Mm -hmm. But I also didn't realize how bad of a debt problem they had. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Like I'm only on the first episode, but like they they said my man was 360 million won in debt. I actually like paused. I, right. I think that's like, I don't know, like 10 minutes into the episode. I'm like, yo, I am deeply disturbed <laughs> right now. But the thing is, it was funny because, because um, you know, you know how fucking Twitter gets, people get stupid on Twitter, but yeah, someone yeah. was like, yo, I Googled 10,000 or a hundred thousand won, like the conversion between won and like USD. And it was like, $60 US or like $100 wow. US. So I think also the, I don't know how much one, like one. So I think the, what's it called? The grand prize ended up to be like 45.6 billion one, right? I think that, and I think that translates to 38 mil in yeah. USD. Probably. And it, it's, I know it's almost half a, half a million Canadian. Which I'm like, y'all, y'all doing all this. For I mean, like you might need it, but y'all doing all this. You have for the half. option to. Came back. Listen, yeah, listen, yeah. Some, some of these people were in debt for like 
One of these guys, they, they said one of these guys were like a billion dollars, billion won in debt. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's so, that's so crazy. <laughs> I was like, that is a billion of anything in debt is <laughs> no, a wild number. Yeah, no, 100%. You think about like the guy with like the whole like, yo, this is Jeff Bezos like yeah. net worth and it's just all like a pile of rice. And I'm just like, debt in that rice is- <laughs> No, actually, that's yeah. literally what it is. But yeah, that show- that show's a really good show for so many reasons. I remember someone tweeted, like, if you're not Korean, this show's not for you. Oh, I see. And you I was did, like, yeah. first of all, it's on my Netflix, so it is for me. And second of all, I'm not, like, I'm sure there's other people of other races or ethnicities that can understand, you know, poverty gaps in yeah. capitalism. So I don't think it's only for Korean people. Um, so whoever, like, is, I, like, scared to watch it based on, like, you know, I mean, if you can read, like, read the subtitles. I mean, you can watch the English stuff if you want to. I think it's really bad, though. I watched it with subtitles. Um, but it's a great show just to, like, understand, like I said, like, the debt problem in South Korea. And, like, the gap between the rich and the poor. Yeah. And I've watched Parasite, which is another great Korean film. Yeah. And same thing, right? You don't realize the huge gap between the rich and the poor. Like, physically, mentally, financially, like, the gap is crazy. So I always get angry when I think of Parasite when she's like, yo, what's that smell? I'm just like, I just want right? to reach back. And right? Like, and it's yeah. nuts. And we think, like I said, we live in North America. So we, we obviously see the gap here, but I don't think it's as drastic as the way it is it's over there. there. It is getting there. They're really trying They're really trying to, yeah. to do it. Like I, I saw, I, know, I, I read about the inequality in Hong Kong and in, in Korea and in Singapore. And like the, the, the one thing I always notice that these co- countries all have in common massive condos on top of condos on top of condos right. on top of condos they want to like dilute what home ownership actually means to like the middle class so that they could widen that gap and like wow toronto's on its way toronto's on its <laughs> oh, way man. right like i see like I, i've like i see it all the time i'm kind of i get upset when i think about it I, I can't remember the last time they built just a regular regular apartment building right and like we, there's a housing crisis we can't afford it mm-hmm. and it's like there's like a little little like in liberty village here you know, I saw a, a a place going up for like they're like, yo, we're building a new condo. I'm like, where? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. literally where? Where? Where in Liberty Village is there space to build another condo? Right. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna knock down the Harveys over over yonder and like, oh my god, gonna put the condo over there. And I'm just like, yo, like build an apartment building. Yeah. Uh, it's it's nasty. Another play that they kind of really um, shed light on in that show is uh, the kind of like the lives of migrant workers yeah. um, with yeah. the character Abdul Ali, I think his name is. Um, I saw a lot of people going back and forth about that on Twitter too. Mm-hmm. You so know, that guy's a hero. Yeah. That, yeah. Hero. <laughs> Shout You'll out to see him. what happens to him. Yeah, because you're on episode one. And then another Listen, thing. I already knew the, 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 the brown dude was not winning. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Like, like, I, That's fair to know. I, 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 are, you, are you a good person? Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, we we going to cry. Yeah, literally. But you know, he was Wait, too good you to. you just went, yo. Yeah. Oh yeah, but you his character, like, yeah, he's too nice. He's out of here. But, I don't know what episode is, but he's out of here. I knew he was out of here. You're on episode one, though, so we can kind of break down that. I think something that was really interesting is, like, the scene that is a lot. Right? Red light, green light, right? Oh, is red like light, green light. That, what I realized too is With like- With the eyes? Amer- <laughs> an American show wouldn't ever do that because that it's is something- Yeah, but that's like closer to their reality about, you know, mass shootings and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a very real thing that like- kind of hits home to oh, American damn. audiences, right, right? Right, right? So that looks yeah. really crazy when you see people running and they're all getting picked off like in that but scene that the way it is. that happens almost 
Not I want to say almost all the time, but I mean almost all the time. In but the it's States. why I think only, uh, well, not only, but like a Korean show is able to kind of do that without the like, oh shit, is you know, are, right, are people right. going to be really bothered by it? And it it is, it's disturbing to watch, but it's yeah, because that shooting scene, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh, oh my god, oh. But, <laughs> but it is the like, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the I'm show. Not, I'm not gonna lie, I, 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 you know, I don't know why I wasn't like, oh my god, when people were getting gunned down. Really, I was like, oh my god, when this dude was like, yo, just stand behind somebody, you'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was like, yo, you a super villain, bro. Yo, like. Yeah. But the thing is, people on Twitter were like acting like, oh, you know, like, oh, Swing Games, like, y'all so dumb. Y'all ran. I'm like, okay, put yourself in the shoes. Yeah, yeah. People are acting like, so even Hold like. Up. Black people run when you, just a little <laughs> thank bang. You, we're, thank you. We're gone. Thank you. <laughs> as soon as one person runs. We Thank all run. We see people running. So, yeah, we just people are like, oh, that's yep. so dumb. Y'all would have ran. And I'm like, think about it. You have no idea what you signed up for, right? These people had no idea what they signed up for. They don't know how they're going to be eliminated, air quotations, whatever. You, yeah, you don't know what that means. You get until put into light, this fucking weird ass, childish looking room. There's a 12 foot doll in front of you. And all of a sudden, you see someone get their head blown off. What uh, your first instinct isn't to run? Of course it yeah, is, exactly. or at least to duck or move or shake. Honestly, I probably would have would have left. I would probably would have tried leaving after I saw the doll. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized I'm looking. I'm like, I think that's a little too late. That was that was after they gave. Oh that yeah, final. the doors were closed. Yeah. So yeah. where were you going? I, I, I'd be dead. <laughs> just, that's just it. Well, half the people ended up dead from that first. Oh, yeah, spoilers. But, half people ended up dead from that first uh, game alone. They went, they went from like 400 people to like 200 people. Yeah. Except for the old guy with the tumor. He was just loses like... Oh, yeah. You'll see about... You gonna see. You gonna see. Yeah, you gonna see. But he I'm was excited. having the time of his life. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, honestly... Like, red, uh, yeah. red, like, yeah. like, he was like... <laughs> literally. I was, I, I was talking to my partner. I was like, yo, this like this guy's living his life. Because he's like, yo, I'm dying slow or I die fast. Yeah. So, like, uh-huh. I'm gonna have fun. What has like, he hey, seen? Hey, hey. Yeah, the, this is a walk in the park. You're skipping in lollygagging. No, I... <laughs> Actually, I think that was a, that was one of the best moments in the episode because I'm like, yo, this guy's just going for it. He was the only one running. They all like stopped and he was like, and go. And he's just like running. <laughs> but hey, without getting too much into it, you kind of. You understand why. You understand yeah, why he was doing what know. he was yeah. doing. Because when you now, when you realize the plot twist, you're like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. why. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think Squid Game, like I said, it's not only for Korean people. I think Korean um like film is what I want to get into more because I, I really enjoyed like yeah that. I really enjoyed Parasite and I really enjoyed Squid Game and someone did recommend Alice in Borderland I heard mm-hmm. it wasn't as good as Squid Game but it's still good so I, I try it. not to go into it comparing it to Squid Game but I heard it's still another good one so I'm just like going to like my Korean bag of film I've heard of Battle Royale as well as like a very like similar like on path with, with Squid Games so like yeah that, Squid Game Squid Game sorry yeah someone t- like you, niggas always put the S on yeah. shit my mom does that yeah. Zara's Nordstrom's. I'm like, bruh, why, why, why do Michael always put the S on shit? No, but like, why is that like kind of like irking? You it, know, like, why it is- irritates the fuck out of me. I'm like, yeah, you want a Zara's? I'm like, what the what is Zara's? <laughs> she just put the Tell me, yeah, what like is if Zara's? somebody said, like, oh, you're gonna go record your podcasts today? No, like, no. it's just like, yeah, yo, like, shut like, up, yo. But my mom only does it for like, um, like brand names or Black like store names. Yeah. And I'm like, figures? yeah. <laughs> Sephora's? What the fuck are you talking about? Where is this S? Like, where is this S coming from? Why do you keep putting this S on shit? Yo, my dad does this. Oh my god, it drives me insane. To be fair, though, like 
there are multiple games being played. So no, but the game, the main game is called Squid, Squid game. game. When you when you watch it, you'll figure it out. But the main game is called Squid Game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. Okay. Okay. All <laughs> One. Right. All right. All right. Guys, <laughs> be fucking nuts. I'm like, who? Where are all these S's coming from? All these plurals. Yeah, I, I don't know. Also, yo, Shorty, that was in it, the the, the girl that everyone searched to go for. Oh, Man. I love her. She started with 400,000 followers when that show came out. I think she has 15 million followers now. And she got, the, she got the Drake certification. Did she? She got the Drake. She got the little Dirk co-sign. Yo, there's a, a lot viral, of people. Yo, does she even know who these people are? <laughs> Apparently. Okay, listen. So I don't know if this is that's, true that's or not. That's a joke. The, no, the, the tweet the is the a joke. The Vibes Cartel thing? Yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Oh, I was like, I saw that and I was like, I was like, yo, no, no, no. I was like, it got me on the young nudie one. The young nudie one got me at first and then I kept seeing it. Yo, I love how you both do. You're like, no, no, no. no. That's not it. Because it was vibes and I was like, I was like, yo, vibes is the closest thing we got to Shakespeare. Yes. But like, you I know. thought it was real. I'm like, yo, I'm much, I like, I think I fell asleep. I went to like, I'm gonna look up the Vogue interview. Like, yo, Shirley brought a vibes cartel in the Vogue interview. That's nuts. I saw her Vogue picture. And I was like, she's not listening to vibes cartel. <laughs> 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 well, that's so. Yo, funny. oh my god. I wish it was nuts. true too, eh? Because I was like, yeah, it would put a whole different spin on how I'm watching the show yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. But um, what's it called? Uh, apparently, they were saying like Drake just recently followed her. Lil Dirk posted her on his story because he was watching it. He was like, yo, this shit's sick. That, yeah, 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 Lil Dirk posts. Uh, but I don't know if she knows who these people are, but I hope she knows that she's getting some crazy like rapper co-signs for her acting and everything. But she was crazy. When you like move on in the show, oh, like she she's, was wild. She's a main character. Like she she's a great actress. She's she's gonna go places. Yo, she bad as She's gonna too. go places. Oh and she's very pretty, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's very gorgeous. pretty. When she when she looked at the guy and he was like, yo, why'd you run away? She's like, nah, I went independent. I was like, oh she's cold blooded. <laughs> 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 looked him dead in the eye and went, yeah. no, bro. Like yeah. look, I cut you. Like you got I'm yeah. gone. But uh, no, she's good. The show is good. I think yeah. everyone should watch. People are late. And obviously you're going to see the spoilers on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. Like it's going to happen. The show's been out for almost three weeks now. Yeah. yeah. About to be the most popular show on Netflix ever, right? In yeah. all 83 countries that Netflix is in, it's been number one in all 83 countries. What I think is a crazy accomplishment. Yes. Yeah. So I and, hope. And the guy that wrote it. Wrote it ten years ago in two thousand and nine. Put it in his drawer. No one wanted it, and just now, like you know, it's becoming popular. Which I think is supposed to be told as some sort of like inspirational, don't give up on your work type thing. But I think it's also just an outline of like the crushing standards of like film, you know, 100%. and getting something green lit is just it, awful. It's you know, not There's, even it's not even just film. It's it's everywhere. Yes, right. And yes. It's like yeah. minority voices are always yeah taking precisely take, like we're, we're always taking like second or third. We're never like prioritized. Like I, I, always, I look at Hollywood. I'm like, yo, it's, 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 and I say this as a, as a blurred Marvel fan. Like, it's Marvel movie, superhero movie, or like a remake that nobody asked for. Nobody and, yeah. asked for. And like the, last, I hate it. Last three great things that I watched actually all came out of Korea. Parasite. Right. Um, I just got on like, Kim's Convenience. Okay. Yeah. So when they're saying like Appa, I'm like, oh yeah, Appa. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, Squid Game, because I could tell like Squid Game like. I could tell it was going to be something really good because the, just from the first episode, the nuance in the writing, like his daughter, like this, the subtle looks his daughter was giving right, him, right. Yep. you yeah. know, seeing how like his gambling addiction kind of put him in. And then like, I thought it was really brilliant because they, they set him up to look like a, a loser who's gambling and like lost all of his money. But mm -hmm. you find out he's a dude that tried to open up a restaurant and right. shit didn't go his way. And he's just 
360 million, million won in yep. debt. Million, million won. I'd be gambling too. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the show's great. Yeah. And like I said, I, like you mentioned, even with like American film now, like it's just not giving what it used to get. Same with music. I feel like music now is not, I'm like, bro, like. All sounds the same. All sounds the same or it's just like quick, like two minute hits. Like there's no like. Verse, chorus, verse. Like, there's no, like, actual, like, I want, like, a hook. I want a verse. I want, you know what I mean? We don't there's have There's a that. heavily reliance on samples, like, old samples that are still relevant enough that, like, you yeah. remember it when you hear it. Well, um, someone like someone Lotto did say. Like, a song out like that. That's very, Yeah, she did the Mariah Carey Fantasy, which was also sampled before that, but, like, Lotto still. was a bad match for that song. It was. I don't think she did. I think it should have went to Doja Cat. Everyone said, but I do agree. I think it should have went. Do we that blame Saweetie because it worked for her twice in a row? No, we blame Doja Cat because she <laughs> she's, like. <laughs> but she does it really good. No, like, she, do, like, every, like, these are all Doja clones. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes, very much so. I think Doja Cat came out, and everyone was like, we got to do what she's doing. Yeah, and then they end up with all these like weirdo like rappers who are like doing stuff that just doesn't match what they should have been doing. And this is my resume brain working again, right? But like Doja Cat's a perfect example of how you need to double down on what makes you authentic in your right. career to really stand out from anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like the more I always say this, like specialists and people with a niche get paid more than generalists, right? And if you're trying to get make as much money as you want in your career. On your resume, market yourself as a specialist in some sort of like way or form. Mm-hmm. My, for me, for example, I'm I'm a recruiter, and my specialty is you could say uh, recruiting for black people or sourcing like for uh, underrepresented groups, right? Right. So that always will give me an edge over somebody who's just like, yeah, I'm just a regular degular recruiter. Mm-hmm. So Doja doubled down on her being weird, like. The fact that she popped off of Moo—that's what I've been saying. It's the weird. It's it, but it's you bitch. Could, I'm a cow. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a. But the way that she went Moo and you had that transition, you're moo. like that little harmony that she had. You're like, yo, <laughs> there's no like she. She, she do something here. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, like, and then it just she just doubled down on it, and it was she, great. She bu- she thing. beat the feed allegations. So yeah. you think she beat the feed allegations? She did. Yeah, she look did. at her. She beat the feed allegations. She look did. at her now. <laughs> <laughs> look at her career. She I, beat the allegations. She did. She did. She was, did. I, sometimes I'd be looking at her and be like, yo, you were just showing feet in chat <laughs> You're getting a hard R and getting and showing feet. You're showing feet in which the are, chat Which are allegations, yeah. you know. Like, so. I was like, oh man, I love this song, but she was showing feet in them chat rooms. Yeah. That's, no, I think she beat them though. She definitely beat them. Listen, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. she's another she's a black person and I not, wish her nothing but success. Mm-hmm. And I love that she's so original. It's it's what we're missing in the industry. But mm-hmm. I, the irony is that she may have um, kind of pushed things forward in terms of everyone trying to be copycats. Right. Because 100%. now, I don't know what the hell Lotto was doing on that track. Like, <laughs> I, I the first Lotto bar I heard was about, like, guns and, like, killing people. And right. And now it's bubblegum pop. And it's like. <laughs> it's giving old Navy commercial. You know? Hey. That, <laughs> He's not wrong. That's literally what it's giving. Yeah. That's literally what it's giving. And it's getting weird. Yeah, and I understand some rappers because even like Meg The Stallion tried to do it. They all try to get their. Yeah. They try to, and I call it the super yep. bass effect. All these, a lot of these female rappers are trying to get their super bass, which is Nicki Minaj's pop song. That was like her. I like this angle. Right? Her big yeah. pop song, right? Meg The Stallion tried to do it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Why sister? would Meg need to do that? I, they put, but well, I don't remember. I don't know what the song because I completely blocked it out. But the oh. song was like a pop song on her new out. Al- good, not new. The Good News album. And it, I don't know what the song was called. I think it was called, like, Don't Rock Me to Sleep. And I was like, bitch, I don't know who put this song on the album, but this is not you. 
This is not you and get get it off. Yeah, makes This is not your spitter. super base. Yeah. Like I mean, she's yeah. a hardcore rapper. I don't know why they're trying to like soften her up into this like even her verse on intercourse. I was like, "Who what are you trying to do?" Yeah. You are an aggressor. You're a dominatrix. Use that. Stallion. Yeah. See, I, I it's I don't want I'm not trying to I don't know Meg. I don't know the music industry. I'm just saying this as like just an outsider and just like looking. It, it feels, it almost feels similar to like, I want to say almost like Cardi in a way. Like they tried to push her into like that pop venue and like. Yeah, but with Cardi it kind of stuck because she had like the Latina. And I think she committed Latinx. to it too, you know. Yeah. She, she did, she did. We're not getting any of those like Cardi Barty mixtapes. Yeah. Like, nah. Bodak Yellow is probably like the hardest single we're ever going to get from Cardi. Ever again, ever yeah. Ever again. Mm-hmm. You're um, right. And I could see. I don't blame her though. Like it works for her. <laughs> oh, it, it works. And like Meg's looking at it. I could see Meg looking at it and I could see like. You know, people around her are like, it's a it's a good move at the very least. Experiment. You have the fan base and mm-hmm. she's trying it. And you know what? Experimentation is good. You get to know, like, um, one of my favorite quotes who isn't from one of my favorite people, but one of my favorite quotes from Thomas Jefferson, I believe it was like, you know, if I get something wrong 50,000 times, it doesn't mean I was wrong. It just means I know 50,000 different ways it won't work. Okay. And knowing what you don't want to do and what doesn't work for you is just as important as knowing what does and doesn't work for you mm-hmm. or what does work for you. Right. Like the other doesn't yeah. Know. yeah. Like, Who said that? Thomas Jefferson? Uh, yeah, one of the. Yeah, I don't like him either, but it's yeah, a good quote. You know what I'm saying? Just like, that is a good quote. <laughs> 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 that's conflicting. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. I feel you. I feel yeah. you. It's, it's tough being black and like just diving into like, just diving into things. Like, yeah. I remember um, I picked up, I was like, yo, I'm going to read the James Bond book series, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I did this thing where I like, I recasted everybody in my head as like black people. Idris okay. Elba was, was James Bond. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, I'm like, almost at the end of the book, and like, I'm like, yo, this was a successful experiment. I'm gonna do this with all my media. Harry Potter's gonna have an afro next oh time God. I start reading. And then they get to this part where James uh, 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 comes across black people, and he's like, look at these apes. And I'm just like, I'm yeah. like, yo, it's done. I'm done. In, in the comic? In the book. Oh, in the book. In the book. In it's the built book. James Bond is in a comic. James man. Bond started a, as a book. Yeah, yeah, A book yeah. series. Okay. It's a book series. Um, all the movies are based on the books. And, like, it's it's uh, it's, a, it's actually a really... Said, look at these Those older the... James Bond movies, I bet you could see something like that in it, though. Bruh. I bet it gets translated. Bruh. Like, you know? Those, that didn't, those did not age well at all. Die Another Day, oh, I'm wow. sure there's hard, hard R's The Sean Connery <laughs> stuff? Yeah, oh, I my bet God. Oh, my God. I didn't know that James Bond was a racist. James Bond is a misogynistic racist. And here my mom is loving off what's his name? Daniel no, Craig no, well, like, not never, Daniel Craig. Oh my god, name the other one. Sean Connery? No, another one. Uh, Pierce Bronson? Yes, that's the one she loves. <laughs> I think I think that's the one she loves, yeah. Pierce Bronson is like the smoothest looking James Bond. I, won't I lie. think so like, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I love him for the 64 game. I yeah. can't lie. I, I think they're trying to do what's his name? The black actor who was on that that weird show on Netflix. He's like Rajay something? Rajay? Oh, whatever. Either what way, show? he's re- he was on that Shonda Rhimes did it on Netflix, and they were like medieval. Oh, that dude from um from that uh, oh the frock. Yes, yeah. yes. I, what, I, what, I know what show you mean. Yeah, that mean. black. I, I forgot his, his his name's like Reggie. He left. He left. He yeah, left he the left show. the show. Yeah. Reggie. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, and they're they trying to make to him, him the next. Yeah. They're trying to make him the next like black James Bond. I heard, but he would be a he's a good looking fella. So <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I don't. I'm kind of tired of this. 
You know, I'm tired of them reinventing the white character with a black with version. A black version? I'm tired of black Superman and black Batman. But Black you know? Panther was like. <laughs> okay, there, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There is a black Superman. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, want to. Listen, listen, listen. I'm, 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 I, I would like to see. Michael B. Jordan as a black Superman. No, no, well, no, no. That's a real character. And there I is a real black. Else. I know, I know. Zal El or Cal's whatever, Calzad, whatever. But I, I, I would also like um, John David Washington to be the black Batman. I like that. Yeah, he would. I don't want. You look at me like you're being, like you're disgusted it's not right like, now. I don't. I'm so done with Michael B. Jordan. Why? I don't know. What What did Wallace ever do been, to you? I think he's. Yeah, ever, Zoe's been firm on this on Michael B. Jordan. I think Jordan, he's very eh? overrated. I'm sorry. I think he's like. I see that. I think he's a decent actor. Okay. I don't like they're trying to say he's the and also the girl who did my brows Chanel before I got here was talking to me. She's like, they're trying to make him the next Denzel. And like, that's not it. I don't think he's handsome enough to be the next Denzel. Personally, that's just my Zoe's opinion. Zoe's opinion. I don't think he's handsome no, to I'm be just, the next I'm Denzel. Apparently, apparently. I also don't think he's as talented to be the next Denzel of our generation. No, stop it. You're pushing it. Okay, I agree. With, I agree with you there. Apparently, though. A girl was watching Black Panther, and when he took off his shirt, she bit so hard she broke her braces. Facts. He's not that good. <laughs> Denzel ain't got that had, kind of appeal. He actually had to go and like he's like, yo, I feel bad for you. Let me pay for new braces. Like this, this is an actual real story. She bit what so hard? Her own teeth? Yeah. She bit down. Yeah. You didn't hear about this? You didn't hear about this? No. She broke up her braces from how hard she bit down on her teeth. He, especially in that movie, he's not that. With them three she dreads said, on his head, he was he not that. Yeah, the Killmonger, and he's down. got all the 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 the, the like the what's it thing? like the bumps on him, the mark is killing, the, the, yeah, the, the marks. skin, yeah. <laughs> you see that what if skin. with him? Yeah, I did. Oh I did. my goodness, you, you like it? What if? Did you like the the Killmonger the King stuff? Killmonger one, I liked it because I like I like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, okay. You really like him like that? Not well. Like I, no, I'm mean, like you think like he's like ah like an amazing actor like he's so talented. He next needs all the Denzel. Roles. No, no, I don't. Oh, okay. I don't. I, you know who I think is the next Denzel? Um, Denzel's son? No. Oh. Uh, Jonathan Majors. <laughs> oh, the guy from? that played um, Kang. Kang. Yes. Yeah, but he was also he's in great. Love, yeah, he's Love, uh, Lovecraft County. Lovecraft. Um, man, they canceled that show. The main right? character? Yeah. His name was Jonathan Majors. The, his his real name is Jonathan Majors. Oh, the guy who played uh Ad, no I was it Atticus? I'm sorry. Oh my god, sorry. You got that out. Hour 13, I got your pick. I am so um what's it called? What's his name? I, I didn't I didn't watch Lovecraft Lovecraft County. What was his name in the I didn't even love the, that show, but I know it was. It was good. a good show, but what was his yeah, name in the show? It's gonna bother me. It starts with an A. Not Atticus is love to kill a mockingbird. What is it'll come to me. I don't know. I think the guy from, from Snowfall is also like very Damson. Yeah, Damson Idris. I think he's good too. <laughs> you got, you got, what? This guy came off of Twitter so quickly. <laughs> no, I don't know what people did to him. <laughs> what did he that's do? My, that's my he man, asked though. one of the dating questions. <laughs> he like, like, and he became the main character. No, actually, I think he just asked the question. This is he a asked about two hundred dollar dates, and now we have no more Damson. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Yo, I'm he out." Just, he said he was like, "Oh, that's ladies, funny. like, why do you continue to like entertain a man if you don't, if you know you're not interested in him?" And I remember girls this just uh, yeah, lit his ass up. This nigga deactivated. He said, "I'm out of here." This nigga deactivated. He said, "Nope." Yeah, Twitter is a scary place. It can be. Someone said your goal is not to be the main character, and I. Like, it is. I totally. That's agree. literally your goal at all times, and it's funny because um, with Twitter, there's just so much, there's so much hoopla, and I even forgot where I was going with this. But I think there's so much hoopla on Twitter. It's just it's a weird space. It's a very weird space, and sometimes I don't even really know how to. Oh, I don't know. Twitter can be weird, but can, like social media can also be 
a scary spot where people like come together for a good like the Gabby Petito case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people really came together to like almost like give the FBI and like the police like leads like serious leads as to where her body could be found kind of like they proved the police are useless yo same, but that, that is, you know like, I, have, I look at it pessimistically like oh okay so we're better at this than the too many cops times are. even did you watch that our documentary on netflix uh you don't don't fuck with cats or you don't yep. fuck with cats yes about they butchered luca. Yes, 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 yes. And, and they found the, a killer by looking at outlets on the wall it was the luca magnata case and literally people just got like all these cat fanatics because he was killing cats yeah. <laughs> All these cat fanatics got together and basically just found that, like, yo, like, this guy is going to kill someone yep. because he is showing behavior of a murderer. And the police, and then he ended up killing the, the Asian man. Yep. So it's like, I feel like, um, what's it called, social media? Like, we're literally, or not weeks, I don't, I try, I get scared with that stuff. Um, but, like, a lot of social media warriors, I'll call them, or even, yeah, social media warriors, they really be solving cases. Mm-hmm. And it's nuts. Even with um, Twitter would have solved Tupac and Biggie's murder. <laughs> Without a doubt. You think so? Twitter would have solved Tupac. Tupac and Biggie died in the Twitter era. Yeah, they, they, that, <laughs> that would have that would have been. I swear, I swear, Twitter saw like Tentacion's murder or something like that. Like Twitter. Who's Tentacion? Uh, oh, Triple, Triple X. X. Yeah. Oh yeah, got it, got it. But like, <laughs> Who the fuck I remember that? that day on Twitter too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, we would like. I, I remember what was it? Some some girl tweeted like, "Yo, this is a picture of my boyfriend. Can y'all tell me if this is." recent or like a couple years ago he claims it was a couple years ago and some lady in the in the in the comments was like yeah girl don't worry it's from a couple years ago because if you look in the background of that magazine cover that's a picture of beyonce from this gal and i was like yo people are oh my god scary yeah like i i now know what it means to say like i don't have good attention to detail 100 percent, 100 percent. and even um when i was in mexico i think that's when i found out that they found the body of me, I don't pronounce, I think it's like Mia Maya? Marcana. I think it's Mia. Yeah. I think it might be Mia. Either way, I don't pronounce your name. Yes, Mia Crazy Marcano or Ma- I think it's Mia. I think I heard in a video they call her Mia instead of Maya. Um, that was a crazy tragedy to me. And I remember staying up in Mexico like all night just like reading articles and watching Vic. I'm like, yo, there's no fucking way. Like that's going to be a Netflix documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it's another thing where it's like with women, like men need to realize why we are so hesitant with y'all. I totally agree. And it's nothing personal, but it's like, if I don't know you, just, I can't. Nah, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's totally 100% legit. And also, men have to realize, I might give you my number, but there's a 90% chance I'm going to block you after. And the only reason why I gave you my number, because I don't know if you're hearing a psychopath who's going to hit me if I reject you or follow me home, which will happen to her and kidnap me or kill me. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to give you my number for saving face, but as soon as you walk away, I'm blocking you. That's why we should walk on our business cards and be like, hey, call me if you want. Yeah, or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But a lot of times I'm just taking your number because I want to avoid reject, like me rejecting you and you reacting in a way that I have no idea how you're going to react. Yeah. I think there was a conversation on the timeline where um, women from Toronto were kind of detailing how men reacted mm-hmm. whenever we get rejected. And like, it made me actually take a pause because like I didn't realize that I was kind of condoning this by not speaking up when it was happening. Like, right. You know, um, if a guy asks a girl for a number, he'd be like, "Yo, you're a waste. You're broke. You're broke. Like, yeah, get, yeah, get yeah, away yeah. from me. Like, you're ugly anyway." Yeah. And it's like, you know, by not like coming down and calling out that kind of behavior, mm-hmm. we perpetuate like that violence against women, right? Right? Because if you don't stop, like even the subtle stuff, right? Someone's gonna like take it to the extreme, and like more often than not, like a lot of us don't have the emotional intelligence to really like handle our feelings, and mm-hmm. some people like lose their temper in the moment. 
and the unfortunate person is the person that's nearest to them, which is like a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, like I, I like, I'm not talking from personal experience, but I imagine like anybody could be having like a bad day, right? Right. And like, if we don't have like that emotional intelligence to be like, yo, I need to like stay away from people and like have that space in myself and work this out, it overflows and like people always like like position of power, right? So a lot mm-hmm. of men will like physically impose their power on women and it's just it's just an ugly sight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine like we as like as a peer group, we can do a lot by just calling out like, yo, that's not cool. Yo, don't right. do that. And it's like by making that small stuff taboo, you I can't say you, you eliminate it, but like at the very least, like they won't be doing those actions in front of you. Right. Right. And I've reached the age where I've kind of like X out all of my friends that react in that certain way when they talk to women. Because right. like yeah. that could easily be my sister. Right. That could easily be my mom. That could easily be my cousin. Like if I end up having a daughter, I'm afraid I might shoot somebody. Right. Yeah. I'm like not even yeah. I'm like I'm kinda joking, but like I'm, You're I'm not, not really even joking. joking. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can tell by your face. I'm like I'm like I'm like serious. Like if somebody like I remember I remember one time I heard like one of the, the daycare workers roughed up my sister and like um the like white fury that I saw in my face. Like when my mom tried to stop me, I ended up punching a wall out. Oh my and god. And it's just like my sister has Down syndrome on top of that. So oh it's no. Like, it's like you know, how are you gonna like harm exactly somebody like that? And like I couldn't imagine like, you know, if she was um, you know, was didn't have Down syndrome, was like actively dating somebody like I couldn't imagine my sister telling me like yo, somebody put their hands on me. Right. I can imagine a lot of women actually don't tell the men in their family that when that happens because they're afraid of their reaction. Right. Which is to, like, go violent. So, mm-hmm. like, if that's going to be your reaction for somebody close to you, just, like, I don't know, I just believe in Emotional empathy. intelligence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, why, like, if, a, if, if I go and I hit, get rejected, yes, it sucks. Like, I'm just going to take my L and just, like, go yeah, I'll cry about on the train. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> As we should, yeah, like, that's, <laughs> yeah, you got to hold it I feel like I learned this when, like, dating, like, it's like a funny narrative there on Twitter, like, oh, the first time you dated a bad bitch or whatever. And I just remember, like, dating a woman and, like, when men would approach her and she'd be nice, you know, and like kind of, right. you know, and it, like I remember I, it would kind of bother me or whatever. You have that instinctual whatever. And it was like, yo, you know, if I don't be nice back to them, like it's a defense mechanism, they might kill me or something. Yeah. You know, like that's dramatic. Well, like, that's, but it's that's not why I like Twitter, because like you can you can get to like know people. And, yeah. Like, you can kind of like have an idea of who you're meeting up with. So like you can take that like awkwardness away and then mm-hmm. like, you guys have like the social distancing. That, that's why things like Bumble are so successful. Yeah. Right. Because women approach first. Yeah. 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 Is that how Bumble works? Yeah. Um I have to approach them? Yeah. They like if it's like Tinder you only like first, only yeah. men can't like men can't message you. They can I think they can let they know that you can like they can swipe on you. Right. But like unless you message them first, they can't bother you. I mean, I like that. <laughs> but also like the pride of me is like I'm not hitting you up first. <laughs> <laughs> I never used Bumble, so I don't know. Um I mean, you look at it as like they're they're hoping and praying that you reach out to them. Oh. Not hoping and praying. <laughs> Hopes and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. I don't know. I don't know. Hope uh, pray. One thing I just... I, <laughs> why did you say it like that? <laughs> Hopes and prayers. Oh, man. I, I know I know that type of hope, hope and prayer. Hope and prayer. One more thing that just kind of hit me while we're talking. I don't even know if I have like a clear question that emerges from this, but just the concept of these Netflix documentaries... Podcasts that are murder mystery and everything that use these real situations of people dying and then kind of telling the story and making it a compelling thing that people want to consume on a mass level. 
it's uh, like, I don't know. I'm in podcasting. I know like a lot of the, the main demographic for people who consume murder mystery podcasts are women, right? Yeah. And mother, a lot of the time, these my are mother loves murder mystery shows. Oh my God. And these are stories that are of women being harmed, right? Right. Like most of the time, these, like these case, like you just said, this, this case, this most recent one's going to be made into a Netflix documentary. And it's just almost like, I think about sometimes too, like, what if, like, you know, and obviously, knock on wood, if you were, if someone you knew was the victim of something like this, like, would you want it to be made into, like, you know, you a widespread documentary? Not even like that. It's just like it's also the overwhelming. Like, it's always about woman. It's always a woman being harmed, and you gotta like, you know, go backwards and find resolve the mystery or whatever. And it's just, I don't know. I was really confronted with that with the whole viral case that that happened. Right. It's just like, man, this is. So I, I you always, know, I was looking at intention, right? Intention and action too. Like if you're sincere in your intention, I would take it as like somebody being sincere in like using this material is that they are trying to like warn people of like certain signs and like, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. And like for, I think, and I'm just speaking from like personal experience, but I think that from like, um, I think that as men, we often project the emotions that we repress on right. our, on our female partners, like the negative ones. And like, we think that that's how they view us, right? In that negative light. And that's what makes for a quote-unquote interesting stories because you're trying to examine like the emotional complexity of what could drive somebody to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that's what made the OJ series so compelling. Yes. It right. always, I like, yeah. after every episode, I would Google like how real and accurate was, it was The American Crime Story. Yeah. One. yeah. That one was OJ. crazy. And it was like, it was like, like it was like 95% true. Yeah. It was like, it was like almost like to the T. <laughs> like it's nuts. My mom was like, yeah, that's... That, yeah, that's my mom was happened. like, yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. So you remember we had those, like, large VHSs with the court doc? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly yeah. what happened. And I'm just like, wow, like, the truth was stranger than fiction. Because I couldn't imagine somebody writing that right. as well as it was. But, like, when you think of, like, when you watch that series... My mom loved that series. You know <laughs> it was that, a real... Yeah. I watched it from... Like, it was a really good fucking series. Yeah, and it, it's because it, it, like, it just explores, like, this horrific event and... It, the timing of it, but also like how it how it emotionally affected each character, right? Right. How it emotionally affected um um fuck, I, I don't want to call him the black man that cries. Uh Johnny Cochran? Cochran? No, no, the other one. The one that's always crying. The one from This Is Us. <laughs> oh, Oh fuck! I know you're talking you about. Know, yeah. I know his name. The black man. Who yes, cried. I know you're talking about. He played the lawyer of the prosecution. Correct. correct. Yes. And it's like, you know, you examine like how he's doing it. <laughs> I hate you called it the black man. The black man who always cries. He's on This Is Us. He is on This Is Us. And like, he has the, yeah, like, I, I can't watch This Is Us because when he does the whole, I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, I was like, I remember I was watching like one episode and like he was in the car with like his dad and his dad yeah. to pass away and he did the, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Out. I don't know Turn how like a lip quiver is making me reevaluate my yeah. relationship with my own father. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm, no, not going there. <laughs> yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So like, you know, the way that his relationship with like the black community and the fact that he's trying to prosecute this black icon, right? And then you have like OJ's whole like OJ's delusion of grandeur. I'm not black. I'm, I'm OJ. OJ. <laughs> thinking that you can go back into society mm -hmm. and right. live a normal life. It's like, it's all very interesting material, but I think it comes back to the fact that like, um, as men, we're emotionally complex beings and a lot of us have been taught to repress our emotion and when you can't repress anymore, it overwhelms you. And right. like, that unfortunately makes for like an interesting study because people need to be 
worn, but it's also a space that we don't really explore that often, like the vulnerability of men from an emotional standpoint and like what that can produce in like a toxic form. Right. And I think, unfortunately, right now, the formula to like best get that point of view is these murder mysteries. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's I don't think it's weird that they're mostly women because like if you think about it, women are also a marginalized group in themselves. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. It's in, in a system of patriarchy. So it only makes sense that from a statistic standpoint, most of these uh, these cases would be for women. Right. No, I certainly think it makes sense. It's just it's just jarring, you know. It <laughs> it's is just, it's overwhelming, you know. It's yeah. Just, when you look at it like if, that, so if it was, I think you're right. You I, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, very well put. It's okay. Sorry. Yeah. I kicked you under the just, table. She kicked me under the table. <laughs> well, I, I think if it was me though, like, and they they were, came at me from that angle, I'd be okay with it. But like, if it was just like, yeah, we just got the mission, we're just gonna go make the movie. Like, I would have a problem with. Yeah. That. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's weird. It's weird what we consume, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, why are we consuming this stuff? Yeah. But it's there. So is it like the people who made it weird or am I weird for consuming? <laughs> no, it's or society. Both? It's society. Yeah. Like how we all built. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think what makes it interesting is that these are conversations that people are afraid to have. Yeah. And like seeing them play out. It's like you've always wondered what would happen in that kind of scenario. And maybe it might not even be a scenario that you imagine because like I don't know how many of us are imagining Squid Game. But right, like you could see, like yo, <laughs> that's a billion one. <laughs> <laughs> like you could see how somebody could be like, let me see Wagwan here. So, <sighs> really, uh, yeah. I, yeah, 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 a billion something, a billion something. Well, you don't know what the prize money is though. A billion something, but you don't. Know. <laughs> the man said, "Yo, you can either try one something today or go back to like living in debt with a billion something tomorrow." No, that's the theme of the show, right? Poverty. Someone who doesn't have and needs what they would like do. what you're willing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that. like if you're hungry, I swear that's ever been starving. Like, is that damaged? not the wire though? Exactly. Yeah. The wire is very similar. Yeah. 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 The wire is very similar to that. And The Wire is also a very good show with yeah. a majority black cast. Yeah. I watched The Wire when the pandemic first hit. So like early 2020 was the first time watching it. Mm. And it was a really good show. Who's you your favorite it? character? I, Bodhi. Bodhi's my favorite character. I like Bodhi. They did Bodhi dirty. They did Bodhi super Fucking dirty. dirty. Omar's my favorite character. Oh, okay. Yeah, Omar. Yeah. But Bodhi was a real nigga though. Bodhi From was. From day one. He never switched, never changed. Yeah. He was a real nigga. Yeah. Marlon needed to die for Bodhi. They did Bodie dirty, bro. They did I was sick. I was <laughs> sick. Like, almost everyone ends up, like, six feet under in the wire. Yeah. But I was sick what they did to my dog, bro. Bodie just, 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 yeah. Bodie, they tried to catch my dog slipping, bro. You know what? He defended the corner for as long, like, he longer did. than anybody else. He did. With just, like, one pistol. Literally. Yeah. yeah. But they did my dog dirty. At least, at least Slim Charles lived, right? Man. What's wrong with Slim Charles? And is this something I don't know? Slim, wait, which one's Slim Charles? The tall dude with the braids. He, li- oh yeah, she does live. Yeah, with like the dark, with like yeah, the yeah, deep yeah, voice. yeah, yeah. Okay, he was good. You shot Method Man. Yeah, yeah. Is that why you're mad? I at him? thought, uh, yeah, yeah. Method Man is fine as hell, but I didn't care to lose Method Man in the wire. I was like, yeah, this nigga talks too cheese, right? Cheese, he talks yeah. too much. <laughs> he talks too much. He need to get out of here. And I also hate that. Uh, what's his name? Marlo. Yeah. He just came back to the streets. No, well, that, that's all he knows, though. That was that to me. That was a beautiful ending. Really? Yeah, because like Marlo's whole thing. And that's all he knew. That's all he streets. knew. But his main things that he wanted his legend, like his name, to be known in the streets, right? Right. And not only 
like that's why he went to war with Barksdale, and that's why he went to war with Omar. He visits, uh, he visits the prison, and Barksdale's in the prison. He sees that Barksdale's got the respect and all the power, even though that he's in prison. Right. And then at the end, when he's back on the corner, the thing that he says to the, the, the guys, he overhears them. They're talking about how Omar died. Right. And they're not saying, like, yo, Omar got got by a kid. They're saying, yo, Omar went out, guns blazing, took out a whole bunch mm-hmm. of people. Like, the name Omar is going to live on those streets for a very long time. Right. And, he walked up to them. Marlo, the king of the streets, got the perfect deal, got the deal that Stringer died for. Right. And they don't know who he is. And he yeah. can't live with them. He can't live with himself like that. Yeah. That's That, to me, is, is poetic That's justice. That's the poetic justice of it. Yeah. I didn't think of it like that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Fuck Marlo. <laughs> yeah, I do fuck Marlo, though. He, he's a crazy villain. Like, you actually hate that nigga watching that show. Yeah. He's a crazy villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless of that. My forehead's burning from my tan, sorry. It's so cute. <laughs> Yo, I've never been this tan. I don't know if you can see, but I'm very tanned. Came back tan up. Very tanned. And my forehead's burning because I think it burnt. And it's been I've been like peeling my nose this whole episode. <laughs> I didn't know black people get sunburned, eh? My friend who I was with in Cancun, she got like, well, she's mixed. She's half white, half black. But like she was sunburnt. And I think it was the white in her, but I'm like, yo, this is crazy. But it takes going there. Like, I, I didn't get sunburned until I went to, I think, Dominican for the first time. I was like, oh, we can, this can happen to us. I've, like, never, yeah. I've never gotten sunburned. And, like, I think I never will now because I'll use sunscreen. But, like. I use sunscreen, too. I use sunscreen every day. On my sit out there and the cook. Sun. I was, yeah. in, I was <laughs> like, in Mexico for five days. But, like, it was hot every day. Hot every single day. But, like. And you just lie down? Like, you ever just... No, I tried to go in the water. But even that, you can stand in the... You can get sunburned in the water. What, what do you want me to do? I'm just saying. I, <laughs> where do you want me to go? Inside my, I, didn't I was in Cuba and got sunburned by putting staying in the water. You can have your neck in the water, and the sun will go through the water and burn you. No, I... Where was, was I supposed to go? I was in Cuba, and I sprained my bicep. How did you do that? I got. I, yeah. I, how do you sprain a bicep? Uh, I got. We were so my friend and Akeem and I. We 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 met up with these two lovely ladies and we had like some chemistry. Okay. And I got drunk. Vacation love. And I was trying to show off, and I was drunk. And a wave came. And I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna punch the wave. I'm gonna Why? uppercut the wave." Why? Why? I felt like <laughs> Thor. I was like, "Yo, I'm Thor from Marvel." Yo, let me just. You think that? Hold on, wait. You me, hold on, wait. Stop, 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 stop. stop, stop. <laughs> I see you rewind for a second. Yeah. So you are on vacation with your boy. Mm-hmm. You meet two baddies. Mm-hmm. And you have chemistry with the baddies. Mm-hmm. And you thought in your head, let me impress the baddies by punching an ocean wave. Because that's what's going to get them wet. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Gonna... <laughs> you really gave him the Thor hammer? <laughs> he said he felt like I Thor. Felt like, so I, I felt like, like Thor. So listen, stop. I was I, I need you drunk. to really go through the thought, thought process of let me just punch this ocean wave. That's what's going to get them. I'm going to get some pussy this is why I This is, this is why I said. Get her. But this is why I said tequila is the devil's water. <laughs> I, oh, man. Full circle. Full Let's circle. Go. I love your I'll tell my tequila story. Tequila is the devil's water, right? Right. And it's just like. Yo, I did not realize how powerful the ocean was. Yes, mm. very. <laughs> like, it is no like. Very, water is a scary element. Oh, I was humbled real quick. Yep, I was humbled and sobered up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Came back to the landmass and I was like, "Yo, look at yourself." I need to go see a doctor. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And the doctor, the doctor in Cuba are great. They gave. Oh, me, you actually went to the doctor. It was that bad. Yeah, they charged me like three hundred bucks for some Bengay. And they told oh me to, shit. Like, they gave me a sling. Oh my it. god! Yeah, that sounds scary. Because you, you wanted to impress women by punching an ocean wave. Yeah, no, but the water fucked you up. Like you tried to fuck up the water, and it fucked. Like that's scary. Oh shit! Yeah, man. Like waves are waves are 
Tequila is dangerous yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the first I don't even night, know if I'm worthy, actually. To be real. <laughs> you're not. Put it back. Man you, could not rule Asgard. You have to go to the doctor. <laughs> That's what you know. So when you're like, yeah, I, I was debating going to the doctor. I was like, oh, yo, it's, it's pricey. Like, yeah. <laughs> That was that was a pricey trip because I I uh, I also came back to a four thousand dollar phone bill. What? Yeah. You don't have room like home, in Cuba. Yo, t- you don't have room like home. Tequila. Yeah. So I didn't know that was a thing. This was like two thousand and like fourteen, fifteen, right? Okay. So I you didn't, didn't know in two thousand fourteen. I think room like home was a thing back then. I didn't know room like home. I didn't know room oh, yeah, from home was a thing, and I was like. All of my, I've gone to Jamaica. I went to California. So like I've seen like roaming charges and like. You know, like you, you go use a little hair data here or there. It's, yeah. not, it's not that much. It's like another 50, 100 bucks, right? Nope. Well, that's what I thought. I paid $12 a day when I'm away. Well, that's, you are, you are, you are. That's what Rome like home is? But this, I'm, again, Jermaine in 2014, 2015. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, I use up like a gig of data. Okay. Um, because oh. I'm like posting on Instagram. But I was also texting, ironically, my, my girlfriend now. Right. We were friends back in the day, and I started. I was like texting her, like I was like I was drunk, so I was like sending these long messages and shit. And you know, charged by the character. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. And, you know, yo, Bell's like, all right, we st- we have paused. You have used a gig of foreign data. We have paused your services for now. Oh my god, and I'm like, I'm right, gonna come back to like a thousand dollar phone bill. And I remember I was driving. I used to work at a at the Good Life at 427 in Dundas. Okay, and I was on the 410 South driving right. And I'm driving, you know, I'm listening to my music. I think I was listening to, um, I was listening to Tupac at the time. And I remember my phone vibrates and I just pick it up and I see the bill. Your, my bell bill is now ready. It's $4,000. And I just remember, I didn't see myself in the mirror, but I, I knew I went pale. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> Fuck. I knew I went pale and I pulled over and I was like, yo, I must have. I must have. I must have seen something else. <laughs> you really set the scene. Like you're just looking at the Literally. four thousand dollar bill, yeah. and all you hear is "I see no changes." <laughs> <laughs> and you're just tears rolling. Oh, like, man. oh my goodness! I, re- I remember. I remember. I went. I went to work, and I was like, I went to my manager. I was like, "Yo, Crystal, I'm like, yo, I'm, a, I'm, 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 a, I'm gonna be in my car." Let me just let me just have the morning in my car, and she's like, "Why?" And I was like, "You have a four thousand dollars. You have a what?" I was like, I gotta, <laughs> "Oh my god!" So I got a four thousand dollars phone bill. So I sat with Bell on the phone with Bell for like three hours. Wow. And, uh, my manager was my manager was like, "I dock you, but honestly, yeah, I know you need. The I money. know you need the money. <laughs> Shit." So I'm on the phone with Bell, and I'm like, "Yo, I'm not come paying on. four thousand. Yeah, come on. I'm like arguing with them, I'm fighting with them, and like after three hours, I'm like, okay, sir, all right." You know what? We'll do you a solid. We'll cut it down by fifty percent. And I was like, "Thank you." And I hung up. And I was like, "Nigga, that's still too much." That's still too much. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yo, I'm sitting there. I'm that's like, "Not a happy ending." Like, that's <laughs> not a happy <laughs> ending. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fifty. I'm like, that's that's too. Much. <laughs> I did it seventy five degrees. <laughs> oh my like, god! And I'm just like, I'm like, yo, my my phone bill is usually like sixty dollars. This is like a six thousand dollar, six thousand percent, like <laughs> phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I was like, I'm just like, I'm like just floored. And then I remember I was like, I was like in this daze for like a good three weeks, and like my dad was like, "Are you smoking ganja?" <laughs> 
And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I didn't mean to say yes. Yeah. But I was like, yes. He's like, boy, what? And I was like, huh? And he's like, what's wrong with you? Are you high right now? I'm like, no, dad, I got a fourth. You got a fourth. Oh like, my God. I told my, my mom, my mom was like, don't tell your dad. Don't tell your dad. I'm like in this daze. And I'm mm. like, yo, that's $2,000. Like, oh my God. They said they're going to give me 50% off. <laughs> Fucking and hell. It's $2,000. So yeah, uh, I would throw up. That's horrific. Yeah, that's why I don't. That's why I don't do roaming. Um, like I just my phone. I'm on vacation. My phone. My phone's off. Or yeah. I buy a chip. You can literally just do. Nope, my phone's off. I just buy a chip. <laughs> that's why I don't do tequila. I'm like that. I just turned my phone off. You that's can what literally vacation is. No just phone. do roaming. No, no, like no, it's okay. It's okay. I know what you can do. I know. <laughs> I know what you can do, and I know what worked. It's okay. It's okay. You could do roam. You could do roam from home. Roam like home. My phone's gonna be off. And that phone bill's gonna be consistent. I'm good. If they need to get me, they can call the hotel or like I said, I'll get a SIM card down there. But like, no. And like I found out that Cuba actually at the time, I don't know if this is still true. The internet cards. Well, no, they, they actually had the most expensive like telecommunications in and out of the country. Oh wow, okay. So it was like they were like, yeah, under normal circumstances, you know, this would have been like a maybe like a two, three, five hundred dollar bill at max wow. for a gig of data in like a foreign country. But because you're in Cuba. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was just like, this was supposed to be $800. Like, yeah, I, I spent 800 bucks to get here for a week. And mm-hmm. like the phone bill is more than it's your like vacation. Almost, yeah, like God triple damn. your vacation. Yeah, bro. I was not happy. So like, again, no tequila. Phone stays off. I buy a SIM card. If you can't get me, I'm alive. If you don't see me on the news, just assume I'm alive. Oh, my Casamigo's God. Casamigo's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> even to like wrap up, I'll tell my Mexico trip story. Yeah. Because same thing like tequila. Yeah. So I mean, I like tequila. Like I said I was a tequila warrior before I went to Mexico. So obviously I'd never been to Mexico before. So you know I'm like I love Mexican food. I love tequila. I can't wait to have fun. I can't wait to eat some tacos, some chips and guac, and tequila. So we got to Mexico. We got to Mexico around noon. So we had the whole day. You know we checked into our hotel. They had our hotel room ready. Put on my bikini. You know went to the pool. Went to get food. I'm like hey, let me eat a lot because I don't be drinking a lot. So let me eat a lot. You know. And when they pour you tequila shots on the resort, they're like double. Because I remember mm-hmm. FaceTiming my friend, and I'm like, oh, take a shot with this, blah, blah, blah. And she saw the shot we we're taking. She's like, yo, she's like, is, what is that? And I was like, it's a shot of tequila. She's like, that's not a shot of tequila, Zoe. That's like a double shot. And I was like, well, we're on vacation. We're on a resort, blah, 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 right? Some resorts don't let you take shots. No, nope, they <laughs> yo, were they, giving they out shots. It, they make it pour over. They, they don't they Yeah, don't they were giving oh out shots. God. And the funny part was. Violence. I would ask for something. He'd be like, yeah, and a shot of tequila. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just want more chips. Yeah, and a shot of tequila. I didn't say that. And he would just keep bringing the shots. So I had about three shots with our lunch. And I was okay. Three shots with lunch. I was good, you know. Went to the pool now. And that's where everything went downhill. <laughs> went to the pool. Actually, I went to the beach. And I had uh, another drink. I think I had a margarita. And I was good. Good. On the beach with a margarita. Good. I had two margaritas on the beach. Good. We got some more chips. I was good. Go to the pool now. We're in the pool. Calm. Everything's good. We're in the pool having fun. Oots, oots. Having fun in the pool. The swim up bar? The swim up bar. Oh my. It's always We're at the, the swim, swim up one. bar. So we meet this guy, right? He's like, oh, I don't speak English. So I'm like, what the fuck are you talking to me for, respectfully? <laughs> I, I don't speak Spanish, so what are we going to do? He's like, oh, I, I don't speak English, blah, blah. We're going to drink. I don't speak English. And I'm like. Okay, I'm like, so tequila, margarita, you know, whatever, whatever. He's like, oh, my friend speaks better. So his friend comes over. He's like, oh, he's from Miami. He doesn't speak English. I'm like, okay, fine. But apparently in Miami, you can get away with not speaking English. Apparently, like, the 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 Spanish community in, um, what's it called? 
Miami's like crazy. Yeah. So you don't need to speak English. Yeah. yeah. So you don't need to speak English. I'm like, okay, that makes sense, I guess. So his friends kind of like translating between us, blah, blah, blah. You know, they both have families, like they have wives and kids at the resort. But I guess their wives and kids are like in the room. So they're just trying to get buck. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, whatever. He goes, oh, my name is Michael. But he says it so weird, like Miguel or Miguel. And I'm like, who? He's like, yeah, my name is Miguel. And I'm like, my friend and I are like, oh, okay, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. I'm so sorry. He's like, <laughs> and he goes, he's hitting his friend, like, you know, tell them my name, Miguel. He's like, Miguel, like my Miguel Jordan. And I was, <laughs> and I was like, Yo. sorry. He's like, Miguel Jordan, Miguel Jordan, you're Michael Jordan. And I'm like, Michael Jordan. His name is Michael. Got it. Okay. So what are we doing, Michael? He's like, tequila. So I, I don't remember much after this, but I remember just taking more shots of tequila and more drinks. Mm-hmm. Next day, I remember, I remember we met some people. We were having fun, right? Having fun. I don't remember. I don't know what having fun means until the next day. Having fun. I remember waking up in my room, in my bikini, in my bed at like 5 a.m. And at first, I didn't know whose room I was in. So I was like, oh, my God. It was like dark, right? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm in my bikini. I'm like, oh, my God. So I look over at my friends in the other bed. I'm like, okay, so I'm in my room. So I like swing up. I'm like, what happened? She was like, bro, you, you knocked out. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, yo, you, we came out to the room, you dropped your towel, you hit the bed, and <laughs> I haven't seen you since. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, bro, she was like, I've been hitting you, I've been calling your name, I've been talking to you, you have been incoherent, like nothing. And I was like, well, what happened? She was like, bro, she's like, the tequila. <laughs> the tequila fucked you up, you are in the pool shaking your ass, apparently Watt played. They were playing a whole, <laughs> apparently there was a whole like Meg the Stallion like set. They were playing like WAP, Body, all this like, all these like oh, rap tracks. And I was shaking my ass and in the pool. In. I was twerking with, with a gay couple apparently. I was going hard. I'm like, yo, I have no recollection of any of that. Zero. I just remember waking up in my bikini in the bed and the tequila at lunch and being on the beach and meeting Michael Jordan. That's all I remember. Devil's water. All I remember. Yeah. Wow. So I got up at 5 a.m., took a shower. I'm surprised. I didn't get sick or anything. I just like, I was just completely, I just blacked out. Like just fell asleep for 12 hours. Got up, took a shower, fell back to sleep for maybe two hours and got up again. Like we actually got up for the day. Then we met my, my Mexican boo, right? <laughs> so the Michael next Jordan. day. No, it's not Michael Jordan. This is a new, his name is uh, Gabriel okay. or Gabriel. Gabriel. Do you speak English? No. <laughs> he spoke no English But he was so nice right? He was genuinely nice mm. And we met him Because we went to the strip On the Friday night And he came with us Because he was on the resort But he was from Jalisco In Mexico So it's another city I guess across the country But he was visiting Cancun I guess like on vacation For the weekend And he was by himself On the resort This little Mexican man Didn't really speak much English Whatever Actually didn't really speak Any English at all He was using get Google Translate To like communicate with me He was super cute we Went to the club with him He was having a good time You know he was dancing his ass At first I thought he was gay Cause it's the way you know, like you can't really tell manners, but like he was really like I got maybe like like Latino men they get very like they whine like really hard. Like their dance, <laughs> a lot of the dancing is in like the, the da- like yeah, it's like yeah. really like strong <laughs> yeah. hit with. So I'm like I can't tell if he's gay or just like a really strong waistline. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he was going hard, like hard in the club. So I'm like okay, like this guy's just going hard. You know, every time they played a song in Spanish, he knew every word. Going hard, hard, and I'm talking like get low, get okay. low, like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he had like hands on the hips, on the ground, like get low, like everything. So I'm like, okay, sir. Okay. So we have a good time with him. He actually paid for our cab ride home. We all got in the cab, paid for our cab ride home. Then so on the next day, 
He's trying to talk to me like, oh, we had so much fun at the party, blah, blah, blah. We're at the hotel bar the next night. And he's like, can you dance with me? And I was like, what? He's like, can you like stand up? Like, you know, I'm like, okay, fine. I'm like, let's salsa. So we know we'll salsa. We salsa for like one song, salsa, salsa. I would sit down. He would disappear. And I'd talk to my friend. He'd come back. The next song, come salsa with me. And I'm like, okay, we get salsa again. Salsa, 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 salsa for the whole song. I'd sit down. He'd go away. Next song, he'd come back. And I'm like, yo, you can just stay here. And you're like, you keep disappearing and coming back. I keep sitting down, standing up. You can just stay here and salsa with me if you want to. So I salted with him like the whole night. Then the next day now, he's telling all his friends, you know, apparently like, there's this beautiful girl in the resort. We were salsa dancing, blah, blah, blah. Because all these special kids come like, oh, like, you're his friend. He keeps telling me you're so beautiful, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, like, thank you. He's like, yeah, you, he, he tells you're the best. You're the most beautiful woman he's seen. I'm like, oh, my God, that's crazy. You know, whatever, whatever. He's like, yeah, you salsa dance them all this. I'm like, yeah, I salsa dance, blah, blah. So then we're in the pool chilling, blah, blah. blah and he's like, check your phone. Check your phone. Because he had my number from a WhatsApp group, went to the club. <laughs> and he's like, I have a gift for you. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, okay. You have every, you have every right to be like, yo. Right? And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Like, this guy is like, what's he going to give me? Whatever, whatever. And then he comes to me in the pool and he hands me like a, like a dog tag chain. And he's like, for you. And I read it and has like his name, um, his full name. Like, I guess wherever he was like. Um, state like stationed, um, his date of birth, his blood type, and his social security number. <laughs> I was gonna ask you what his zodiac sign is, but no. like, so it was like he where he, so it was like where he was stationed. Spill. Literally, it was like where he was stationed. I didn't know they put the sin number on his yeah. full name, birthday, sin number, and blood type. And I was looking at it, and then before I read it, my friend's like, "Is that a dog tag?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think so." She's like, "Yo, it has his blood type on it." And I'm like, "No, it does." She's like, "Bro, it has his fucking blood type." Like, he's probably in the military. And I looked at it, literally said like A positive, and I was like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "For you to remember me, to remember me," and I was like, "Oh, this is so cute." So I still have it. I have it. I didn't bring it, but I have it at home. His name was Gabriel Martinez. Wow. And he texted me. He was like, "It was such a pleasure to meet you. Like, please keep my gift." And it was funny because like he would send me like gifts, but it would be of like a man like doing this. Oh, he was full army. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'd be like, it was just like, so nice meeting you. And he'd be like, <laughs> and it'd be like a little kid. Like, so oh, shit. <laughs> and I'd be like, why the fuck are you sending me this? Like Laurel said on Twitter, romance. No, yeah, literally yeah, romance. romance. Yeah. But he didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. crying. He never sent me, like, didn't send yeah. me. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Yo, no. She had the single <laughs> teardrop. <laughs> I'm laughing. Because like bro, like every time, like he didn't send me a heart. Or like he's like, I'm like, oh, have a great night. And he like salute with this little. I need to pull it up. I'm like, yeah. what? Why the fuck are you sending me this little kid? This nigga said he gives Zoe's on the podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> Yo, oh my. this this is notes though. This is notes. This <gasps> dog tags might actually come back in style because of this. You think wow, so? yeah. He that, that's that's a flex. Flex. He was like, please take care of yourself. And it sent me a picture of him like stationed. I'm like. Oh, yo, oh, he's, he's at war. He's shooting. He's at war. He's a shooter shooter. Like, he would send me this little. He oh, catches yeah. bodies. Yo. He would send me this little, like this little kid. Bro, that, that's adorable, but like, what the like, fuck? Why, why are you sending me this? Oversharing. I'd be like, see you later. He'd be like. <laughs> why is there a child soldier in your He'd phone, like, sir? <laughs> I, I want to know why there's a child soldier in your wow, phone. Wow, okay, yeah. Oh, my God. That's. 
That, that was uh, my trip and my love story in Mexico. So That's, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Now I have Gabriel Martinez dog tag in my. Gabriel's purse. finna get popped in action, and they're gonna call up <laughs> Zoe. <laughs> <That works. laughs> they're gonna that, call Zoe. What's his blood type? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> is that how it works? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh. But like, oh, yo, that, that, did I take off this nigga's leg? Like, am I? Am I in emergency contact? You in emergency contact? Yo, she got it. She'll tell you. Are <laughs> you gonna have to say it in Spanish? She ain't have no other emergency. <laughs> yo, if I get a Spanish phone call, I'm gonna fucking scream. Oh my god! Holy shit, shit, that's so funny. I'm crying too. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck, I didn't think of that, eh? You, no, I no, don't think no, that. no, we're joking. We're joking. Oh. You're good. You're good. We're, I'm joking. You're good. Like, but hey. I'm just saying, like, knowing <laughs> his blood type is sensitive information. Yeah. But, but and his social security number. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, yo, anybody know who this is? Because like, that's why they give you two. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. you know God. his blood type? He He's probably, on the table right now. We need it. You know, he probably got some new ones issued when he went back, when he were deployed wherever he <laughs> yeah. went. Yeah. But, like, it is, just, it is just funny to think that you might be oh, somebody's emergency contact. So you may, you might have to learn Spanish. So you might actually oh have a, a, like a duty to you know, learn. Speaking no español, no español. I said no español. Gabriel dying. Zoe got across the border. Oh my god! <laughs> Deliver the dog tag to his family. No español, sir. Oh my god, that's uh, nuts. Um, shoot, uh, I know we might be strapped for time, but I think you wanted to ask you about a thousand dollar resume. Yeah. Oh yeah. I honestly, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to put it like that. You know, is there value in investing a thousand dollars into a resume? Can that is you know. Yeah, because there's um, some people saying if you have a thousand dollars to invest in your resume, like yeah, that's completely false. So okay. like, yes, there are people out there. Like I, I actually did a resume for one of my clients who's a VP. Yeah, man's up for a job for like two hundred and fifty thousand oh, dollars. Oh geez, he wouldn't have gotten the job if the resume wasn't done properly. He showed me what his old resume looked like. He needed me. Right? Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but I only, I only, I only charge like three fifty for my resume. But like my main issue was. Why were people having the audacity to try and tell somebody what they could charge? Yeah, nobody is springing on it, springing on you. Nobody like it's 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 in big. So ass the font. story was that someone posted how much they charged mm-hmm. to write your resume, and yeah. he charged a thousand dollars. She did. Oh, she did. And it, 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 and people are kind of like, how could someone? How could you even fathom spending a thousand dollars on right. a resume? Which is but like, that's an I, investment, though. My thing is, if that's you're, a crazy investment. But I just think we don't think of it that way. It's, right. You got you got to think of it as an investment. And like like I said, like if you, I'm helping people get into tech. I've seen people jump from sixty to like ninety thousand dollars. Wow. Are you going to tell me that? You know, you're you're not going to take that chance. So you're not right. Gonna, if you if you could afford it, right? That's mm. that's what I always said. If you could afford it different conversation right like could you afford not like could you afford not taking that chance like uh, of your resume giving you a shot not getting you the job but like giving you the shot and the real story was that that was an actual resume package so the resume itself only cost 200 bucks but she was giving you like hours of coaching she was giving you support a whole bunch of resources but my my main thing is at the end of the day if I decide I'm gonna charge you a thousand dollars for my resume, there's nothing morally wrong with that. Right. You don't have to work with me. Right. But the people that work with me, but there's a reason why I believe I can charge a thousand dollar resume. Right. People were saying like you can get it for cheaper. You can get a lot of things for cheaper. Hundred yeah. percent. You know, I, I could get a 1992 Honda CRV for five hundred bucks. Right. Just because it's got four wheels and drive doesn't mean I'm gonna think I'm in a BMW. Right. My confidence might make it feel like a BMW. <laughs> 
But I'm gonna be honest, like there are gonna be some give and takes. Like I shouldn't expect a backup camera. Right. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact, right? Yeah. So I, I also had a problem with it too, because it's like we're always so quick to say, pay black women, pay black women, mm-hmm. pay black women. This was a black woman that said, yo, this is what I'm worth if you want to work with me. And everyone was like, nah, you worth less. <laughs> yeah. I got a problem with that. Right. So like right. if she's not hiding it, she's not springing it up on you. It was like right there on the site. If you don't see the value in it, you're not the market towards it. And exactly. there's nothing morally wrong with that. Right. Rolex yeah. does not advertise to me. <laughs> <laughs> Give you on was in Toronto the other day trying to poach a $900 concert. I am not his audience. That is not my ministry. It lets you know, though, that there are people yeah, who like, are going to spend rent spend money on Giveon. No. And it's like, who Giveon's am I? Giveon's not rent money for me. Who, for you. <laughs> exactly. For you. For you. <laughs> I turn in the Bible off after Dirk's verse. Like, it, it's yo, not that serious. <laughs> I'm saying, like, I, I, I only know Giveon because I thought he was Sampha on Drake's freestyle. On yeah. Chicago freestyle? Yeah. Wow. Right? I thought that was Sampha. I was like, oh, yo, Sampha sounds good. He sounds healthy. Healthy. <laughs> 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 so it's like. Like, like that's not for me, but, like, the fact that, like, the concert still sold out. Right. People that's still nuts. saw value. Like, who am I to tell another black man, yo, you're not worth that? Right, right, I mean, right. It reminds me of a lot of industries, like photography and stuff. You know, you can pay a photographer $300. You can, you, you can, you can, <laughs> you, can you can not pay them and not even feed them, yeah. you know? And not, that's nuts to me. I'm going to say this as a videographer. I once did a wedding for $150. Holy smokes. And it was the worst decision of my life. <laughs> Guess what? They didn't get a video and they didn't get their money back. Why? Because I sent them the photos and I was like, yo, that's it. That's enough. You're not, you're not getting the videos. Like, Unless they pay for it or just. I'm like, I'm just like, no, the videos aren't done. And like, they're not worth the effort for $150. You so can, why don't you just be like, if you, you want your the videos, then send me more money. I, I can't do that. I already negotiated the deal. Oh. So like, here are your photos. You can have the raw footage. I'm not sitting down and editing it. <laughs> And 150 bucks is not enough for you. That's to literally like, so. That's really low. Weddings are exactly. that though too. Like that's you really should, low. you should spend racks on a photographer. You should for it's, your wedding. Like, think about it. If you are like, if you decide to make a public display for like your love, and right. like if you're doing it right, this should be the only time you do it, unless you go to renew your vows. It's a special occasion. Now, for me, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in like in big ass weddings myself. But mm-hmm. like, if my partner, if it was important to my partner, I'd be like, all right, we're gonna make that investment because like. Your emotional well-being is a huge investment right. for this, the success of this marriage. Right. Yeah. So, like, who am I? Like, my the photos? Such a key element? Yeah. My dude, cheap out on the utensils. Cheap <laughs> out on the venue. The photos, though? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a photographer can make a cheap venue look like you're in Magic Kingdom. Oh, wait, right. hold up. Is that a strip club? <laughs> no, Magic, Magic City, City is <laughs> Shout out to Atlanta. Y'all can great to us. I was like, there's a magic something. Yeah, yeah. Magic City. Magic, okay. I'm sticking with Magic Kingdom. Like, mm-hmm. you could look like a fairy tale with a good photographer, right? Yes. Absolutely. I'm ignoring the fact that this is apparently a good friend of you, yours. You got a friend rate. We're, We're not friends after. Referring to the viral story of the photographer who was not fed at the wedding and deleted all the pictures. Uh, yeah. Which is what we're referencing in this, like, in this podcast. My mom <laughs> taught me to, like, you know, my mom and my dad. My dad grew up poor in Jamaica, and he always said to me, like, Yo, hunger is literally the worst thing you could ever experience. Wow. He's like, I've gone hungry for, I've been hungry for three days before. He's like, yeah. I know what it feels like. Yeah. He's like, I know what it feels like to try and eat dirt and be like, you can't, you, you as a human cannot eat dirt. Yeah. And I'm like, nigga, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. like, I, I, I know what it's like to eat dirt because you're that hungry. Right. So like my dad always Fuck. had this thing where he would always give a homeless person money if they said like, I'm hungry. 
right? right? right. So me, like the severity of that, mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, this is somebody you call a friend, right? Right. Doing right. you was solid, and because you're giving them a couple hundred dollars, you right. don't want to give them a plate or let them have a drink of water. Yeah, bro, I'm toppling one, over the cake. Yeah, one thing about me, like I never, I like people who like come to my house and they like, do like service. I always offer them like a drink or a snack or something, always. And it was funny because in Mexico we were tipping, like my friend and I were tipping people, like tipping the servers, mm-hmm. tipping like the what's it called, and we went parasailing, and obviously we didn't bring. We just didn't think to bring money because we didn't want to leave it with anything. So we just put all our money in the safe and we're like, shit, we should have tipped them. And it's funny because the guy who was working the the tent that we were like coming out of, he was like, you know, he didn't ask for me. He's like, if you want to bring me um, like a burger or something, I would appreciate that. And at first I thought he was joking and I was like, okay, like no problem. But then I thought about like, I forgot my flip flops at the tent. And I went back, I'm like, do you really want like a burger? Cause I can get one for you. Like I, it's all you inclusive. He's like, if you don't mind. And I was like, yeah, no, of course. So I literally went to the burger hut and I got myself and I got him a burger and he was like so grateful. I'm like, they're not feeding, they're not feeding no, they y'all. Don't. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah. They treat him like shit. Yeah. Like, but he was such a nice guy and whatever. He was doing all the excursions, but he literally just like, you know, if he's like, you can bring us a burger. And I was like, no, I'll actually dead ass bring you a burger. That's not a problem with me at all. Even if I was paying for it, that's fine. But it's yeah. also like, it's literally, I've, I've already paid for it. It's all inclusive. So I'll bring you. And he was just like, oh my God, he said, thank you so much. But I was like, that's fucking crazy that they're not giving you guys good lunch or not at least offering you guys the food on the resort that you're working for to get people to pay to go on excursions for. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a respect thing. For yeah. Like, just like, like a human to human thing. It's yeah. Like tipping to Imagine me. me saying no. Yeah. Like, that's so fucked. Yeah. Like, yo, what? <laughs> like, like not only did I already pay for it, it's technically free air quotations. Like I don't have to extra charge, but it's like, like, why would you even just say no? Like he just put us on a safe boat parasailing like that or hundreds of feet in the air and he got us back safely like why would i yeah. not you know what i mean make sure you were good to yeah carry you and like it's just so did right weird. by you so it's like you know it's like for someone to be like oh, i i can't get you a burger sorry or i can't feed you for your service sorry like what there be there are people like that there, there are and it's fucked like, yeah they're like oh i gotta stick to the rules like you didn't include Literally. this in your contract yeah yeah like, weirdo behavior yeah yeah. Weirdo behavior. Feed your photographers, guys. Yeah. <laughs> feed, your, feed everyone. Feed everyone needs feed to eat. Feed your photographers. Feed anyone who helps you. Like we've said a few times, hunger is. Yeah, you know, it is exhausting for, for everyone. Everybody. I've been to weddings. I've been like, hey, God damn, what are we doing? <laughs> you ever been to a wedding? You're in the audience and a baby cries. Oh, yeah. And like you get annoyed. Yeah. And it's not yeah. your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, can you imagine? Yeah. Like the bride or like the groom, like they they're already running on like whatever. Yeah. Listen, I don't I don't want a wedding. Really? I don't. I, yeah, I, exactly. I, 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 I like, why I don't want I'm just gonna be like, yo, listen. How about this? How about I just we just like fly and like just do like a month long honeymoon and call it a day. We can send the family pictures, right? We can get married at City Hall. Oh no. And we can gallivant all over the world. I don't want City Hall marriage. No. Mm-mm. You want Mm-mm. a fifty thousand dollar wedding? If I can afford it, yes. But if not, then I at least want, like, I'll bring, like, my close friends somewhere. You want a bigger wedding or ring? Why not both? <laughs> no, you're Tony Stark. Why not ambition. both? Why not both? <laughs> well, ambition. I rate it. Why not Listen, both? at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's like, it's your, it's your romance. Right. It's like, yeah. it's your day to show off your love. So, yeah. like, what may work for one person might not necessarily work for you. Yeah. And that's kind of why I hate the damn $200 date questions on Twitter. Right, 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 right. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. if you're enjoying yourself and if you can afford it, just let it go. I mean, I think I want, I definitely want a wedding. I don't know if I want, like, at first I wanted, like, a crazy, like, over-the-top, like, wedding, like, all along. But then I kind of, like, maybe I'd do, like, a smaller wedding. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. 
But I definitely want a wedding. I don't want to go to City Hall. Like, fuck hmm. out of here. Uh, I went to I went to uh, I went to an Indian wedding. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. It was beautiful, and mm-hmm. it started stressing me out because I was like, "Yo, how much work gotta be put into this?" A like, lot, yeah. a lot. Oh my god, I was stressed a lot. out. I, yeah, I was stressed. I was I was personally I was like, <sighs> I'm thinking about the work, and then I'm thinking about the dollars, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, yo, again, if my if my partner was like, yo, I want a big ass wedding, like. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. No, no questions asked. Like I'd give her everything that she wants. Uh-huh. Um, if she's like, "Yo, I, I'd rather just like we spend the money that you would put aside for a yeah. wedding somewhere else." We're doing something nice, like yeah. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it just comes down to like the individuals and like what makes sense for the relationship. Yeah, because like I don't want some people at my wedding too. Oh, 100 percent. So if you tell me I gotta get a big wedding That's and I gotta conversation, like, I gotta have like filler people in there. Yeah. <laughs> No, I might have to go deep on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. I think that's so weird. That's like, a fact, but I feel like I, you ever been invited to a wedding you shouldn't have been in. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> ever, I've gotten the invitation where it's like I shouldn't be at your. Wedding. I, I, I don't know you. Like, I got an invitation to a wedding once, and it was like, yeah, I pay one hundred and fifty dollars, and I politely just folded the, the the postcard. They told you you had to pay. Yeah, as a contribution towards the wedding. Oh, so they, like that's your gift. So basically, you're paying for your your plate. Not even people they just expected be asking the, you to pay. the gift on top of that. Sorry, what? Yeah, yeah. No, you <laughs> so heard it right. Usually, first <laughs> yeah, off, usually right. people ask like, okay, like mon, like there's a way. I don't know. You to Google. There's a way to ask for monetary gifts only. Yeah. Right. So some people ask like you know like this wasn't that. Whoa. So what's the hundred fifty dollar contribution for? For the plate. Okay, so that's your gift. That's my gift though. It's <laughs> not your gift though. That's your that's your admittance fee. It's an admittance fee in there, like. Yeah, entrance, entrance I'm fee, confusion. It's it's like going to a club, paying to get in, usually, and then paying for your drink. No, usually your <laughs> usually your gift is at least to maybe pay for your plate and a little bit of change on top. I, I know. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't this. <laughs> that wasn't this at all. That's mad because everyone's everyone's goal in their wedding is to like hopefully break even. That's why I'm like, what's the point of a like again? If it's it's an it's your goal is to not lose money. Yeah, your goal is to <laughs> not crazy. lose money. It's an it's an emotional thing, but like because we live in Toronto too, I'm thinking like, do I want to spend fifty thousand on a wedding or put that towards like a house? Right, 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 right. And like, I would rather get the house first and then do the wedding later. What if it's a small wedding? Small. Listen, you know, a five hundred people is a small wedding. No, that's not a small wedding. That's a talk massive, to some Nigerians. That's a massive. Wedding. <laughs> talk that's to some Indian wedding. people. Like yo, f- like that's that's uh, a massive wedding. Okay, maybe yeah. it's a, maybe it's a big bigger, but I know that like it's it's. But it's a little bit normal. It's like, a little I, normal, but normal, for yeah. me, when I think when I think small, I think ten people. Oh no no no! See, when I think small, I think like fifty. <laughs> I'm just thinking, yo, what's, what's, what's fifty times one hundred and fifty? Yeah, fifty is like small. I would say like thirty to fifty small, maybe twenty to fifty small. Actually, no, twenty is intimate. 30 to 50 small. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then like, She's reworking the borders. <laughs> and then 100 maybe like average. And then anything about like 150 plus is like, that's large. I know some cultures, it's like, they um, they say that your wedding isn't for you, it's for your village. 100%, yeah. Not my ministry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of people say the wedding's not for you, not it's for, you know, it's for your family, it's for, yeah, your village, it's for your I, your parents. Again, I will, I will, I will, I will outsource this decision to my wife yeah and be like like honey whatever you want if it makes you happy i will i will we will get the biggest wedding imaginable because right. like i don't need you miserable about your wedding for the rest of your yeah, life yeah yeah like, right it's it's going to be my benefit to make sure that this like yeah is like a fond occasion for you yeah 
But like, and I'm not going to be begrudging about it. But yeah. in my diary, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> the diary. In my di- That's the place. Ooh, I'd be like, the diary. You know, because it's her day and everything. Yeah. So like, not only do you got to spend the money, you have to spend it happily. Right? Yeah. Because like. You can't be like, fuck, here's your wedding. You know, you yeah, can't. literally. You literally can't. You literally can't. <laughs> like, you, got, you, like you, 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 I almost want to say like, you, you got to actually ask her, are you sure you don't want more? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And hope that's so scary to think about. I know. You gotta say it carefully, but you gotta say it. It's like you sure, baby? Sure you don't want? You sure you don't want this one? You not the one that costs. You don't want the bigger one? Yeah, yeah. You sure you don't want? You want the shinier diamond? Like, oh, you're right, babe. I'm so happy to see you. How many times you ask like, that? <laughs> How many times you ask that before she says no? You know, like, no, this is the right size. You know, so like, no, you got like she. she you're got, saying woo, a billion dollars in debt by that. She time. has to tell you that <laughs> a billion to, to shut the hell up. She's taking this ring for for it to be like, all right, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I, I'm not. I've never been married before. I'm just like they say a ring is three months of a man's salary though. You know what three I'm saying? Three months or six months. You know what I'm saying? Three months. I think it's three months. But if you're if you're Michael Scott from The Office, if you do you do six <laughs> like six or eight months or something. Yeah, yeah um, that's, what the, that's what your wedding ring. I'm is. like, yeah, honestly, like I, I whatever makes her happy is like the mm-hmm. priority because at the end of the day, you can't take the money with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, it still hurts to spend, <laughs> <laughs> but like I think I don't know seeing my partner on that day like in her outfit in her like zone and just Worth like it. that smile. I, if you guys can't tell, I'm gonna be the type of husband that that does the cry and like the best man's gonna be like, Yo, don't worry, bro, don't worry. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's gonna be like, I would actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I might actually like. I hope she get. I hope she goes for like the wedding. It's yeah. not just too too big, but like, yeah. yeah, I can't control myself. I'm a lover man. Like if she's like, uh-huh. yo, I want, I want this. I'm like, shit, say less. Let's, yeah. let's get it for you. You mm-hmm. a CLB. You so, that, <laughs> if I had the hair, I would have the heart. <laughs> you would have. Hey. Hey, <laughs> I had to hear. What was it? I picked up her? I picked her up yesterday to bring her to her mom's, and I was like, she got in the car, and I was like, yo, I, w- I want you to know I have this thought about you, and I played the first song off of Lover Boy. Yeah, just like I love oh, you, I love you, I love you. God, and I like turned the volume up max, and she's like an introvert, so she hates the attention. So. Yo, I'm glad we have this on the pod. Yo, I'm the same type. My man, my man, my man, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? All right, it's Lover Mon time. Write her poetry. Yes. Yes. Tell her how you feel. Write her a song even if you can't sing. <laughs> Make her a playlist. So I'm thinking about, about Miguel right now. So I was like, fuck that. I want the university blues. And Wait, you, you, got a, you got a dog tag. Like, I've never done something that much. Like, <laughs> I know. That's way better than a playlist or song. You know what I'm like, saying? That's like, better than an interlude yeah. or anything. I might have to go get a dog tag yeah, and like, military step my dog game up. That's yeah. a good one, man. Put your blood type on a my dog tag. Give it to a shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, this is my credit information, you know. And everything. Take, take a phone in your name. Yeah. Anyways, I'm signing off. This is not. <laughs> this is not. We got a little too light skin and emotional at the end here. Yeah, six one light skin ass. But anyways, six four. He's two, uh, it's all good. You're six you're four. You're not six, six four? four. Yes, I am. So you are not six four. So such a hater. Every single he time. He is not six four. I'm. I'm six. You said six one being the episode. You are not six four. I said six four. No, you said six one. Okay, I'm, let's get a measuring tape. I just, right just got to ask, what's it like being six feet? Like, it just seems like. You like, I don't know. What's it like being light-skinned and six feet? Is that as much of an asset as I think it is in Toronto? Depends what you want. <laughs> That's a loaded and there you answer. have it, ladies and gentlemen. Depends what you like. <laughs> oh, my God. What if you just want a simple life? Because you even said you can't even stand in line normally because you stand out too much. Okay, I made that sound very dramatic. I meant, like, 
because I'm that, because I have those boxes, I, when you see me a second or third time, you'll remember the first time you saw me and it'll be, oh, I saw him standing in line at a club. You know, enough, <laughs> that, that's kind of what I meant mm. by that. Not the, not the colorism and the privileges, all these different things that do come with being uh, biracial or being light skinned. Um, I get my feelings hurt when they're like, yo, if you between five, five, nine and five, 10, you just untall. I'm just like I want to say one thing though too It's just like a lot of Like okay Black men will say things to me Like like dark skinned dudes Will say something like Oh yo you're light skinned You're don't Don't worry Like it's like We'll be talking about a girl Like oh what would you say To this girl or something It's like yo don't You can say whatever you want You're light skinned or whatever And it's like I honestly And that's why I say things like Yo it depends what you like Alright When a dude says something like that to me I know he likes white women (laughs) (laughs) Cause I'm I'm like That's when being light skinned Is the you know Cause a lot of the time, yeah, I'm thinking know. like it's the reverse. Like I don't really think black women care. Too yeah, we much. get looked at as sensitive. Where you know, I mean, is there is there much? And, I, and this, this is like an legit question. Like, uh, do you face a lot of like colorism from like women or black women in general? Like the way that they face it from us? I I wouldn't call it colorism because I am light skin and I'm biracial. Like that's it's. I think it's something that happens. You know. Uh, like, I hate when, when light-skinned people be like, oh, I was bullied by all the dark-skinned people, so that was my form of colorism. Like, no, it wasn't, bro. You got, maybe they made fun of you, but that's not the same thing as what your proximity to whiteness does in a right. corporate, mm. social, economic uh, context. So, no, I don't think it's the same thing. All right, all right. That's my take on it, though. Yeah, because I, I never, like, growing up and, like, going, like, I went to school in Brampton, mm-hmm. um, the way that like black boys would talk about black girls, especially the dark skinned ones. It wasn't always positive. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I never actually heard, I've never actually heard or seen the reverse happen where like girls are saying, and I don't know, again, it's not my experience, but I've, I've never like seen like a group of girls say like uh, a guy was too dark skinned or I got was, well, maybe sensitive. I've seen that. You've seen that. Yeah. I, like, I think too that dark. happens. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, I said it wasn't my experience. I've but definitely seen that. You def- do you see it more, like more or less the same as like the other way in terms of like being too light? I'm the sense of like you know how men have color, like have these this view of like colorism towards black women. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's as much in like the reverse way? Like women, black women have that same views of like colorism towards. Men? I don't think so. Right, and I, I mean, I agree. Can, yeah. I don't not to the level where like black men usually choose the lighter skinned women. Yeah, I don't think black women usually choose the lighter skinned man. No. Yeah, so I'm think that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So like, but he's saying is that like colorism in itself? And I'm saying no, like, like. Well, I was just like, I was is just, it colorism to choose the dark skin over the light skin? No, he's saying I the plight say, of how like, like women may not find light skinned men as attractive because of stereotypes of them being. No, I, I I was actually saying like, does it even does it even like register to them and on your attractiveness? Oh, okay, whether yeah. or not like your light skin or dark skin because I see. I see black women with all shades of black men, mm-hmm. right? And I know that there's a conversation about um, black women not really seeing that kind of range among like black men yeah. in core cities like Toronto. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just wondering if that's like a, a dynamic where it's just like it's the same on both ways, or it's just like black women are less prone to like uh, view us through the lens of colorism because they just accept black men as a whole. I, I think I, that's yeah. the case. Yeah, I think that is the case yeah. too. Yeah. I'm sweating like a doggy right now. No, it's I'll okay. Say, yeah, you want to get some? We'll sign off. Yeah, sign off. I turned the fan off, so it was. It and I'm like, noise this, on I'm that. like, got me in layers right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm like, not even hot. I'm like, yeah, how you sweating? Like I didn't that? even think we were gonna end with colorism either. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, it's, no, it's okay. Uh, but thank you for coming, though. This yeah. has been, like I said, you've been very our informative. First, very really informative. 
and you've been our first guest on the Small Business Appreciation Month. So if you do want a job, if you're a black person and you want a job in tech, hit up Jermaine Jupiter. Is it Jermaine Jupiter on Twitter? Yep. Okay. All one yeah. word. Perfect. Hit if up you Jermaine are going to invest $1,000 into a resume. <laughs> if you, so here's the thing. If, <laughs> hit, hit if, my you, man up. if you invest in $1,000 with me, you don't just get a resume. You get a resume and then you get um, four ad hoc sessions with me. Um, my resumes are 350 bucks by themselves and my one hour sessions are like 230. Right. Okay. So like four, four, one hour sessions and a resume is actually a pretty good deal for a thousand bucks. Oh, perfect. and you'll see the return. Yeah. And you'll see the return. This now, is and I just, just want to say one more thing about resume writers in general. We cannot guarantee your success. Yeah. We can maximize right. your chances. Right. But if a resume writer says, I guarantee you're going to get a job off of this resume, they're, they're lying. lying to you. That's very true. And that's a very smart people to know. Million dollars with the game. Well, yeah. Everyone, thank podcast. you for listening. If you're still listening, thank you for listening <laughs> all the way through. Um, and we'll be back next week. I think we're doing, we're, every, doing? we're doing every week this month. So we're going to have a different guest on every week for a Small Business Appreciation Month. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank, thank you for thank coming, you. man. It was really insightful. And everyone, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, and the fucking guns. <laughs> I'm the I'm fucking guns. I'm going to suggest that you wipe these down. <laughs> It's all good. I wipe you down after every, like... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.